You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hardcore Podcast. How you doing? I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And for the first time in two years and two days, we're doing it live. Nice. Same room. Same room. Uh, now, did we already just record a one-hour Patreon that we might be throwing in the trash because the audio, because a weird button was pushed? Mm, maybe. Help us, audio gods. Uh, to everyone else, thank you for joining us. Um, like and subscribe. Uh, please click on all of our respective OnlyFans. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, do that. And support our wonderful sponsors, starting with Close Casket Activities. <laughs> Run for Cover Records. <laughs> and today's focus, Death Wish Inc. Uh, Ribbit. And To Live a Lie. <laughs> Let's start. Someone was like, "Can you get? You got to get Pat to stop doing those." Which one was that? <laughs> I go. I like to sit there and try to figure out what he's doing because they never make sense. They don't think I'm a good Foley. I'm no. Sorry. So in they in, asked me to take it back in person. We can coordinate a little bit. That's one of the only things. And I I want to say a big kudos to both of you for being so good remote that I can't tell the amount of people who say, "Wait a second, you guys record remote? You don't? Oh, you're not nice. in the same room? We it's don't really talk nice. over each other." Oh. I mean, we do. We do, but it's in a in natural, a natural way. conversation way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really nice. We um, don't really. I glitch out a little bit. You do glitch out a little bit. It's Yo, that your, your Wi-Fi is unreal. Yo, Spectrum man. can eat one. It's because, so yeah. bad. Yo, so and I paid like for like the better version. Yeah. Now I'm paying seventy nine ninety nine a month for that shit. Look, I'm not saying we're cheap, but we're all three dudes who kind of keep an eye on things and like yeah, we're not trying to overspend. The, I'm gonna fix income, but I know you both upgrade your internet. And and the fact your internet isn't literally pristine is, is the fact that I, and I'm in the internet the the Wi-Fi like the modem or whatever the router router yeah thanks thanks fucking thanks tech you got tech guy <laughs> look literally I'm, Tom I'm lives squad. in thanks, the matrix thanks Tom lives in the matrix but it's he like literally seven feet from my computer yeah mm-hmm. like there's no like there's nothing that's interceding that should not it should not work did I ever tell you the annoying phone call when I was. So when I was, we probably talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic, I was staying in LA for a few months. You recall mm-hmm. that? Yep. Oh yeah. And the Wi-Fi was absolute ass. Yeah. And the man whose apartment I was staying at, my yeah, the, good friend. The, the billionaire. The billion, <laughs> the billionaire whose place I was staying at. I said, yeah, can you, can you sort that out for me? And I said, sure. And what they actually said, and this is absurd. Because I said, I'm in downtown Los Angeles. How can the Wi-Fi not yes, work? Yes, come on. I'm in a major city and right. literally the center of it. And they said, 
Yeah, sometimes if you're in like an apartment building, it's just all those other Wi-Fi's. It gets crazy, and the walls and stuff. And I said, "This is not an acceptable answer." Are you just throwing out a, reasons? Like, <laughs> not yeah. an walls acceptable and answer and... from a global telecom yeah. company. What are you right? We're all about? paying for that access, most yes, like. Yes, yes. It's not like everyone is like using your password. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. The... Wait, are we all subscribed to the same Wi-Fi yeah, connection here? What? FBI surveillance fan? Is everyone signed up to this one? But what, also, what's the idea that we've developed a system where the place that this would have the most use, which is as we hurdle through th- through human history, we're getting more and more confined to cities. Yes, that right. We're not. Cities make it not work. Yeah. The walls are what? the problem. The walls. The people who live on the stops on top of you in <laughs> and there. And it's not like you're thing. living in like a fucking like an old industrial building that's like, well, these these were built for. No. You well, know, and, and like, like now that we now that all three of us have been vaccinated, we should be able to just plug right into the five G. Thank you. I mean, that's, what, our veins. that's what I was promised by Soros and Gates. <laughs> I know. Uh, God. By the way, Sheesh. recently boosted. Whoa. Yeah, no, t- t- trust me, I would. I was, I'm putting my Wi-Fi. I'm putting my phone in your pack. Oh, you guys want to you guys, you guys get into this? Yeah. No, let's get into to live a lie. You were saying you've recently been boosted. You're just I, bragging. You. Recently been boosted. For the record, everybody. Good for you. You look I don't happy. Care. Listen. You, you look happy and healthy. No, I don't. Listen, everybody. Not me. I would never do this. But I love my girlfriend, and she lives on another continent where they will not accept me unless I fucking get the fucking booster. So I went and got the fucking booster. Do you know how much they try to talk you out of getting the Johnson & Johnson booster? Yes, dude. It's poison. It's, they, just, it's literally rat poison they put a different sticker on. They, it's ginger ale. Do you know they have to have... <laughs> rat poison. Same thing. They have to have... Somebody comes up to you. Firstly... <laughs> they, like, Yo, let me get that J&J joint. They're like, nah. <laughs> they look you up in... This is what happened. Well, didn't you get the J&J to start? Yes. Yeah, of course. You could, you could, it's always half measures. You couldn't just do the two. Oh, I'm never doing anything... Like when they're like, "Yo, these two work a lot better," but like J and J was for the po- folks that were like, "We're never going to be able to get them g- to come back a second time." Yep. That's right. D- they're they're doing he's, this under duress. He's indigent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like whatever. We got to get something in these folks so they're not yep. in danger. You went that route instead of being like, "I might be busy at Tuesday at three forty. I can't go back and get the second shot." Yes, and people get irritated with this, but the fact that it only works sixty percent of the time is the reason I got it. People can think whatever they want about that. Like anyway, you don't want to, you you don't want the risk to be lower. Let's let's like you, if it was eighty five, you'd be like, fuck that, man, FanDuel. I feel that's like, the way I like it, baby. I don't want to live forever, and I, don't forget the Joker. Yeah. So I go in. Mm. They look. For, firstly, I don't know if you're aware of this. The National Guard. It's sort of like he swings the the door of the the. The bar open. Okay, saloon. You hear the yeah, the saloon. You hear his spurs clicking as he walks up to get his vaccine. Have the we good, the bad, and the ugly? Have we talked about what's going on in Albany and the National Guard we have? Or no. no. Oh, you did it in Albany. I did it in Albany. So the National Guard. So you got that good stuff. The National Guard was called in to run the COVID emergency procedures in in Albany, and this has. I know the person that. One of the people, no, let's not get anybody in trouble. I know one of the people that oversees this, and they described it to me as 20-year-olds who live in western New York and work at distribution warehouses are being overpaid to party in uh, Albany motels for a year. So the National Guard is one weekend a month. 
Right. And, yes. I, I, I saw the commercial. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and so, nor this is highly irregular that you would just be on. You'd, you'd just, just be, there. Yeah, you'd be deployed. Like, these kids fucked this up so bad, we have to come in and just be like, all right, everybody come get it. So they deployed the National Guard to, to oversee a lot. So they're picking up. When you call, hey, I don't know anything about vaccines. Help me. I'm a Short, little concerned. Sergeant Jones is picking up the phone. Exactly. Right. Wow. And not some rando like that got hired. Like a, not, yeah. not a state worker for whatever reason, which is weird. It was, so Everything's run by state workers in Albany. So, so National CCBY, Guard. state workers. <laughs> this friend of mine has to threaten National Guardsmen with... I'm going to write you up and you're going to have to go home. Now, normally, if you're a National Guards person, you want to go home. Yeah, right. But right now, some of these guys have separate families now because they've been in Albany for a year. I mean, how can you? (laughs) So they started like second family just because it's like, well... Yeah. Convenience, really. Listen, everybody, I'm going to to paint with a broad brush for uh, my, my Western New York... Uh, people, this person's description of these people as warehouse workers in their early 20s who are married feels, Bob... Pretty accurate. Spot on, right? Sounds right to me. So they've been... Wait, so did they bring the National Guard because the other, the distribution folks are fucking around? No. Or like the National Guard are the distribution folks fucking around? The the National... That's right. The second one. The, oh. nas- the National Guard was called in as an emergency response. Uh, like a year and a half ago, whatever yes, the fuck. To, oh. hey, we need you to do the test. We're, this is going to be a huge thing. We need you to do the testing. We need you to oversee the vaccinations. Right. We need you to pick up the phone. Military. Get yep. it. And they have been getting lit in Albany motels on the state dime. Actually, I think federal dime. The entire time, <laughs> which is very funny to me. At any rate, there was a point to my story, which was I go to the, fr- to the front, I give them my name. I say, it's me, Mr. Handsome. They say, mm-hmm. Mr. Handsome, look it up. Uh, did you schedule? I said, I did, yeah, four o'clock. I'm not seeing you. Um, Pfizer? And I say, no, Johnson Johnson. He looks at me, he goes, oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, he, and he looks and he goes, oh, here you are. He goes, that's not even in a computer. It's yeah, written on a piece of paper. It's he, on a sticky note over here. He just goes, nobody, he goes, he goes, that one, people don't really do that for the booster. And I say, yeah. And he goes, um, we have to tell you about your risks. So if you wouldn't mind hanging on for a second, calls over an old guy. Old guy says, hey, just to let you know, uh, there's been some developments in the Johnson Johnson vaccine since uh, uh, y- since you got vaccinated with it originally. Right. You got um, baby oil shot into you. So, uh, yeah. There's uh, there two in one million men your age uh, develop blood clots and die. And, and I said, I don't like those odds very yeah. much. And, and, he, and he said, well, the good news is that we can give you the Pfizer, which is almost a third more effective. And, and uh, No blood clots. Yeah, no blood. And I mean, who blood, doesn't want to live without blood clots? And, <laughs> yeah, and, right. And he said, so we can it's do well, that. And, I, and this is where you'll... Gambling's for fools. Yeah, but that's the way Fucking I like Fandle, it, Tom. Yeah, Fandle Patty is really like a... Because I looked right at him and I said, I'll take the Johnson & Johnson, thank you. And he gave him the like... Yep. And then Pat went... And there was a glitch. And he was like... <laughs> looked right at the camera and was like, mm-hmm. And I thought about it. 
Because my girlfriend was like, why are you difficult? You're like a difficult person. You have to do the, like, the most difficult yes. thing yes. in all circumstances, most contrary Trains thing. across the country. And I said... We know we, who we need to get as our guest co-host while Patrick's on tour. And I said... Fiona? Yeah. 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 That's me. <laughs> the path of most resistance. And I thought about it as I laid there in bed the first night. I got very sick the following day, by the way. But but I did a, not feel a goddamn thing from my Pfizer booster. So no, I got Moderna. I I laid there, and I thought, if I die of a blood clot, I hope to God, people who don't like me, get such a kick out of the fact <laughs> that I died of a blood clot taking a vaccine that there was that nobody wants. It, it was like, a spite vaccine. But I will say this. Respect on the booster loyalty. I went Thank Pfizer, you. Pfizer, Pfizer. That's all. Yeah, I, I wasn't. You trying su- to, like, did you switch, switch it up? up? Did you say brand <laughs> loyalty? Trade Moderna. <laughs> nice. All right. Because yeah. like, you could do whatever. I was like, that doesn't sound right in my head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, right. Like Nothing to me, sounds pro about. This. But like when it, it, but if I took one that was like, I mean, as most of it, you're probably gonna get. Yeah, it. that like, booster rollout where they're like, no, you can take whichever one you'd yeah, like. I didn't yeah, like, like that. Why didn't you say that before? Well, like, shout that out. That feels kind of weird. Shout out. We got a Moderna head. We got a Pfizer head. We got a J and J head. Under protest. Yes, under protest. Let's go to to live a lie records. To live a lie.com. today. I'm gonna yo with to live a lie. We try to keep it fast, keep it short, keep it tight, keep it yeah, quick. That piece That's test the way to do it. It's hot. It's really good. I really like it. Everybody should go get that piece test pry. Um, uh, low key. Been I like bit, the art. It's really good art. Been saying. Haven't heard a note like the art. Should um, really good fast hardcore. Uh, there's elements of of power violence, but it's not power violence. It's just fast hardcore. Really good Boston hardcore for a modern ear. Um, get that. But also get the Greyhound self-titled cassette just dropped. Um, stompy fast hardcore from Oakland area. Uh, I think it's really good. One of my favorite demos to come out this year. Nice. Um, you know what I like about a demo? Ten songs. That's cool. Ten song demo. I love Ten it. song demo. So go ca- catch those to liveali.com. Let them know Axe the Grind sent Pat's you. Like, there's no mosh parts in ten. If there's ten you know, songs. I think there it. might be. I think I there's a little like stomping in there. Greyhound. Good name, yeah. right? I like it. Maybe and it's a Greyhound like, Porcupine Tour. That's pretty good. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Mm, I like that. Uh, sonically, could work nicely. Guys, we are going to uh, jump on that flight. That flight from San Fran to Boston is long. Mm. But we're going to jump on it. Jump on it. Um, they direct? They got you direct can get direct. From SFO to, to Logan? Probably, right? SFO to BOS? Yeah, for sure. Um, Deathwishinc.com. Deathwishinc.com. You know what they do every month? They do their top records that they sold in their distro that month. We're going to go through those today. Okay. Number one, Vane FM. Mm. This world is going to ruin you. Yes. Shout out to our close casket mm. friends. Shocking. Mm. Mm. Number two, Soul Glow Diaspora Problems. Mm. I didn't know about this one. Is this? Who's, who put this record That's out? That's the Epitaph Jeremy. release? Is it? That's the Epitaph release. Is it? Yep. I it's, it's Epitaph. The Diaspora. <laughs> Diaspora? How do you say that? Diaspora. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not yeah. an easy word. No. No. And I think, let's see this. Do, 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 soul Glow. Secret Voice got an exclusive. I wonder if this is. There might be a second secret. Yo, they've got some limited versions. This record looks like it's moving fast. So get it. Get it. The Audio Karate Ultra record. Not familiar? No. This one we all know. Number four and number five. Uh, number four, Incendiary Thousand Mile Stare. Damn. Number five, Incendiary Cost of Living. Boop, boop, boop. Which Pretty good the re- for some rap songs. Yeah, which record did they rap on? 
the last one, which yeah. is thousand. Uh, thousand stare. Stare. Yeah. stare. They okay. rap on both. Stare. stare. They, they do rap on stare. both. Stare. No, but it's like it's not. It's the rhythm. I like when you, I say he's, it. When is, I say it, I get ripped. The, it's what is it? It's the uh, what is that? The Mandela effect? The Mandela, Nelson Mandela effect? What I do when when you look at a picture and you're like, wait, that's not. Wait, you know, like they do the test. It's like. Yeah. Is it cheese its or is it cheese it? Yeah, the yeah, Mandela effect. Mandela. Mandela effect. Yeah, that's that's where Baron we're at. He's, he's got you with that with the incendiary rap thing. He's I mean, he raps live, especially. It's a little bit more rappy. A lot of like crotch grabbing. We're hoping for that's more. That's fact. Yeah, full on Eminem with metal guitars. Next record. Fine. Hey, never yeah. know. Uh, number six for your health, in spite of. Oh no! Ohio. shit. Good for them. Yeah, yeah and I've heard. Of, I want to. I want to give that record a chance. I've heard a lot about for your health. Played with them wild. Number seven. Converge the You Fail Me Redux. Yes. Ooh, I don't know much about the Redux. I don't know about the Redux, but that You Fail Me is a hard song. Number eight, Age of Apocalypse, Grim Wisdom. Yeet. Close casket sneaking in here. Yeah. Yeah, doing well. Um, so, those, yeah, they saw a couple of records. Number nine, Converge Blood Moon. Ooh. Yo, I like the cover of the Blood Moon record. I do. It's cool. It's Played a, in Brooklyn. It's, it's a little different energy. Are they playing soon? They're, they're doing that? Playing Brooklyn Steel, eighteen hundred people. Big room for the Convergites. I forget who it's like with like liturgy and something else. They got that. They got that unlocked. They'll do it, yeah. Um and number ten, rounding out the top ten, the Hope Conspiracy, Death Knows Your Name, no Deluxe shit. Edition. All yeah. right. It reissued it. That. that was we were talking about the black the varnish. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The varnish. Um spot varnish is the term. Yes. Thank you to Jeff D'Agostino again. Um that's the top 10 from January. Uh, I like that. It's fun to run through that. Everybody go to deathwishing.com. Check out their distro. Check out their new releases. Check out their t-shirts and merch. Big ups. Guys, how we doing? How we feeling? Surprisingly good for dudes that just lost a recording. Yo, it literally feels like you lose an hour of your life. Yeah. It's go- I mean, yes. We did. Yes. Yeah, we definitely did. So uh, shoot it over. He said he's going to work on it. Okay. Our, our audio friend. I think uh, morale's pretty good. No, we're doing Are good. Are those texts coming through on your phone that look like War and Peace? Or, like, <laughs> or is that like a news story? No, it's not a news story. It's it's uh, the t- he gets the text version of the Joe Rogan podcast uh, message. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, um, while we're waiting. Yes. Re- uh, related to one of the bands that we talked about before, um, mm. I got some shows to announce. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do it up. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> oh, in the Northeast. Um, Integrity. Oh. And Vomit Fourth. Okay. March 25th at the Palladium in Worcester. Oh, Worcester. Small room in, the, in Worcester. It'll be dope. March, 22nd, March 26th, Webster Underground. With Full of Hell in Hartford, Connecticut. You've already seen that flyer. The flyer is all in the Full of Hell like font. Mm. So Integrity is in that like scriggly font. It's like pretty great. And then March 27th at Photo City Music Hall in Rochester. And then the next weekend, um, Jermaine, as Pat likes to say, to what we were saying before, um, Savage Mystic, Age of Apocalypse, and Integrity. April 1st at the Polish Club in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, right outside Philadelphia. And April 2nd at the Metro Gallery in Baltimore, Maryland. So go out and see our boys in AOA and Integrity. That's a pretty fucking cool. That's a good mashup. I feel like there's going to be people who, this is going to be weird to say. I feel like there's going to be people who, I mean, obviously, people who know Integrity but maybe don't know Age of Apocalypse yet. Yeah. Who will see it and really get yep. on the AOA train. I think there's going to be some people who know Age of Apocalypse and know who Integrity is, but maybe haven't given it a ride. Right. And there's a chance to see them. Yeah, and I think it's uh, Integrity is a band who 
might serve from a good this is integrity style like Spotify thing or like oh, streaming. Because yeah. at this point, a very large catalog that might be daunting to some people. For sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think there is just one jump in point, you know? Like if you had to tell someone like what's the integrity record to listen to? Like to me, Those of Fear No More is my favorite but I don't know that it, that's really representative of their whole catalog, nor is at this point the easiest one to no. dive into. Humanity might be the easiest. Right. It's kind of concise. jump in and kind of be like, mm-hmm. you like, if you like this, you'll like everything before. And, you, and, most likely and it like leads into after. the later stuff, yeah. right. Whereas Systems is kind of singular. Yeah. And then there's the, the, like, um, the Death Wish era material that has its own feeling. Yeah. And then the more recent material, which is... More metal. And more metal and a little yeah. like more brooding, too. So... Um, Guys, do you know what today is? That's right, everyone. It's 80s mosh madness. Pat got his haircut like uh, the SNL skit just for this. Uh. Yo, he has a little bit of a Boston crew energy with the sweatshirt, sweatsuit, and the hair. Like, yeah, he does. Dude, when I first ran into out. him, he's like, I got a number. How do you like those apples? I was yeah. like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, he was full on in. And then he was like, we got something to do. You can never ask me what it is, and I can't, I can't, I'm never going to tell you what it is, but we're going to hurt some people. Yeah, and, and then... And I said, whose car are we taking? And then at the end, when there was no way out for me, I I said, fuck it, and I uh, shot myself in the mouth. Mm, mm. Which are you is, talking about a different movie? We are. I'm talking about The Departed. I'm talking yes. about The Town. I know, but... I, but That's one of the... You, have you seen The Town? Of course. That that scene when when Ben Affleck goes and gets Jeremy Renner, yeah. it was like we're gonna fuck up these people for messing with the the woman from the bank. Yeah, but he's like, we're gonna do something. We, I can't tell you what it where, and I can't tell you why, but you just gotta come with me. And he's like, but we're gonna hurt some people. And Jeremy Renner goes, whose car are we taking? Yeah. It's so fucking hard, man. I can't, I don't know Jeremy Renner now. I'm afraid of him. Just from that movie. Do we like Boston movies more yes. than we like Boston the city? Yes. yes. Boston movies are fucking incredible. Yes. Right. We're with it. All right. All right. I'm in it. Um, gone Baby Gone? I can't watch that one. It's fucked up. It's sad. Yeah, I can't watch but that one. But what a movie. And, and, and Slane's in that too. Yeah. Can't watch that one though. So guys. Have you seen that? Which one? Gone Baby Gone? Maybe I saw it in the theater. I don't remember it though. Um, uh, I feel like I didn't see it. With uh, Casey Affleck. No, I'm and thinking of the, Michelle Monaghan. No, I'm thinking of no. I have not seen that. I'm You're thinking, thinking about uh, Gone Girl. Yes, or that a movie. movie is fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, I might be confusing it with the movie where is Jennifer Garner a boxer in some movie? I don't know that one too. No, what, was that? what was the one? What movie was that with the? Uh... Where there's a neck breaking. Yes. Yeah. Welcome Someone to, told me right before the end, of the, right before I was going to see that movie, like, yeah, she gets she gets paralyzed. I'm like, yeah, why yeah. would you yeah. tell me that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we won't ruin. Welcome that. to every movie fan is senile, presented by yes, Axe yeah. to Grind. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, you'll forget this by the time you see those movies. Wait, what? Huh? Um, yo, today we are doing another episode of Eighties Mosh Madness. Today's matchups are sick of it all, blood, sweat, and how many tears? Zero. No. None. None no tears. Whatsoever. Blood, sweat, no tears. Up against. DYS Brotherhood, Department of Youth Services. Department of Youth Department Department of Youth Services. From, from Sagas. Uh, um, yes, yeah. Maybe someone from Quincy is yelling at the radio right now. Um, and on the other, the other matchup is the Faith, subject to change, up against Underdog, the Vanishing Point. Wow. Any high level feelings, guys? 
We have a lot to talk about today. We do. Here's the high level. Not a bad record here. Uh, agree. All four records are good. Yeah. So I think that this is uh, also all to varying degrees within my taste. Whereas our whereas the bubble, there was stuff nope. that was that fell Way squarely out my yeah. side my taste. I had to look at it completely analytically. Uh, and then the the first episode we recorded at least, uh, and that one you were. Let's see, I wasn't warm, mad at anything. No, you weren't mad at anything. But bold, bold is bold, outside my bold taste. Bold was outside of your taste. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. can say that. That was yeah. Um, yeah, this one I am. I think we got a lot to talk about with Sig of It All and DYS. And I think um, I think the Faith record, there's a lot to talk about on that record, which I don't know that I would have said before. Not giving a, said the same thing on the train. We, said we rode the train together. We said the same thing. With the second half of the train, Pat sat by himself in the first half. Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. Right, yeah. that's, a, that's nice. Well, because I had to run. Oh, I that's did right. the Penn Station 5K. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Pat sat with me and we were... Just, just pre-proing. I just love chatting. It. I love it. Well, so it sounds like we're on the same page. Tom, any 10,000 feet uh, opinions before we get into the specifics? I haven't listened to Blood, Sweat, No Tears in a long time. Right. Just because yeah. it's like so like tattooed on my head. Not literally. Um, There's the been times energy, in your life where maybe it would have been. Yeah. Well, when I, we weren't, you weren't allowed to get the dragon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because it was a gang thing. That's right. And they were going to beat you up if you got the alleyway for dragon. Crew. Yep. Um, the energy that just like bursts off that record is insane, and I didn't realize it because it's become so rote to me mm-hmm. that I've like heard it a billion times. But like I was saying, like I so I made the playlist, yeah. and I had it, I just had it on a mix, on yeah, the yeah. ride, and like the deal came on, mm. and I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> this is more energetic than almost any record we're gonna listen to in this whole thing. Okay, so that anything else we're gonna get in ten thousand feet, uh, ten thousand feet. All good records. I have more to say about the faith than I've ever had to say about my entire life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two of my favorite hardcore bands are in this four band bracket. Oh, nice. I love that. Opposite size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good, good. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, so, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. Um, the other thing is, uh, thank you, everybody who's commenting, voting. We, the voting's going nuts right now. Um, we're recording as, as the voting is on for the, the first uh, episode we recorded. Yo, do yourself a favor. I know there's people who are voting who didn't didn't listen because they thought, like we like we said, like Tom had that, has that record tattooed inside his brain yeah, somewhere. memorized. Like I right. could sing the whole thing. However, when you stop and do it for an activity like this, different. you might listen to it differently than you have before. And I, I will say, the this one... One record I love, another record I very much like, and then the other two that I liked to different degrees, and I heard different stuff this time than any prior listen. And we're hearing that from a lot of people. So do yourself a favor, pause, go listen to those records, whether you do it before or after you listen to our episode, all cool. Just give them a shot. You'll have a great time. And that's exactly why we do this. Yeah, I would say if you had the time, these are all pretty short records. Yes. Bang them out. Before yeah. before you it's you get more out of it I think yeah I agree yeah I think so too let me let me uh, let me why don't you guys vamp because we had the same experience with the Mosh Madness that was the 2010s um, so talk about that like your experience like 
a lot of it was stuff we thought maybe we knew, but we all left it discovering stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we, yeah, like, you know, there were things that were like, oh, I totally, like, I knew the name. Yeah. It was on every flyer. And in this case, this week, for example, I haven't revisited DYS in, what, 20 years? Yeah. Right. But I mean, thinking of the 2010s ones, I was like, I should know, you know, whoever the fuck it was. It was yep. like... You know, like oh, I I knew who Runer was, and I heard some of their songs. Did mm-hmm. I have a full record? Probably not. Or maybe I did want. You know, yeah. like, and there were certain things, and there are certain bands that I was like, it was very clearly why they stood out from in that kind of 2010s. Era. Yeah, like it's like, hmm, yeah, that's well, why Trapped in the Rice is Trapped in the Rice. Th- there's a thing. Who won? Uh, Trapped in the Rice. Was it TUI title fight the last two? Maybe or something. No, no, it was it was. Um foundation and trapped under ice at the very end i think wow. i'll pull it up it's been it's been so long damn there's a thing that happens to everyone your fir- your first impression yeah is unless it's something you love perhaps your only impression right so if you love something right away you give it more of a shot and right. you can develop nuanced feelings about it yep. do you think access plays into that like we talked about in the lost episode do I think? Uh, oh, access. Yes. Yeah. Access. yes. What did I say? Access. access yeah. Uh, access. It was, you got you got in your New York bag a little yeah, bit. It was did. nice. Um, access does. Yes, for sure. Everybody, this is going to be a, a reoccurring uh, theme here. Is that records that are available to people? Strike sex and doubt. It, 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 Muscle turned to fat. Card catalog. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, I don't know. I'm reciting Patrick's lyrics to him. <laughs> So, I love when you do that, and he goes, "I don't, I don't." Know. It's I really don't know. good. Sometimes he catches it. It's the fun. most brutal is when I've been getting asked about songs by name. And oh, they, you're done. They don't yeah, give me toast. any other context, yeah, and I, I, I'm like, "Yeah, man, I think that one's about uh, <laughs> probably like the cosmos, you know? Probably like how things." No, no, the magazine record? Cosmopolitan. Oh yeah, I don't. I, mean, I feel like the new record. There's a ver- there's a theme. Yes, I've been able to dial in the theme. I I've been able to go back to that. But when it, people in, ask me individual songs, I'm like, in I case mean, just the go list- for the theme. In case the listeners can't tell, we're we're schizophrenic because we're all in the same room for the first time. So please excuse. Yes. Yes. I derailed the train. I apologize. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. No. So Patrick was going on. Um, a uh, uh, thing that happens. There's a thing that happens yes. in your memory. There's a thing that happens. Yeah. If you hear something 20 years ago, you don't love it. You can file it away as this thing and it's not my thing. Right. If it ever comes up, you have some basic knowledge, knowledge of, of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's not nuanced because you didn't dive any further because it's not your thing. Right. Right. And then things that appeal to you instantly or at least a little bit, You're you like, go... Okay, let me give this more of a shot, and you develop nuanced feelings about, and you can talk about it in an educated way. When we're talking about some of these records, for example, the Faith record, hmm. which actually was one of the probably first few records I owned. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why, uh, but it's a weird yeah Discord Discord I, Cup stuff going. Yeah, that's what makes more sense than the solo for sure. The LP. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, I wonder where I would have picked that one up. Drum sound or, or uh, not drum sound. Uh, what was the fucking... Anyway, there was two spots in Albany. Uh, more likely the used spot, Last mm. Message, would mm-hmm. probably be where I would have picked that up. Anyway, at any rate, it was early in my listening, but I was never crazy about it. It felt very right. meat and potatoes, and that's how I filed it away in my mind, right? Filed it away, right. And right. DYS, sandwiched between SSD and Slapshot. Yep, right, well, right, right. Well, <laughs> and, and so... Different pole. Yeah, different... It's different. 
so yo to to go back to your question that I had to vamp for a minute. Um, the final four. So the TUI bi- um, big kiss, big kiss. Was it big kiss? Yeah, that, that's big kiss goodnight. Um, big kiss goodnight won. Sure. Um, it defeated Incendiary Cost of Living. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the final four was Incendiary Cost of Living and Fury Par- Paramount. Yep. And TUI Big Kiss Goodnight and Foundation when smoke clears. That's wow. a pretty cool thing. By the way, when was the last episode of X Grand Mosh Madness recorded? What was the number? Because we're on episode like two hundred and whatever, 16 maybe? some fifteen, whatever. I'm gonna say probably like in the seventies. Actually, around 64. Whoa. Wow. All right, so close. anyways, time flies. Because it's a lot of work. In the going way back, as we're, see, we're, we're connecting. We're finishing every thought here, folks. Uh, Connor tweeted at us, and shout out to Connor. This was really cool, and this is why Mosh Madness is cool. As a recent initiate to hardcore, whose entry point is the current wave, this era seems impenetrable and elusive i.e. I hear a reference to a classic, an influential 80s hardcore record. I put it on, and I just don't fuck with it and turn it off after one song. I appreciate y'all doing this exercise because I can use it as an opportunity to try and understand a bit more of the context around these classic albums, and if I don't dig one record, I can still power through it, knowing I might like the next one more. And then then he goes in to talk about the specific records. But, yo. I love that energy. That's the whole point. It's the whole point. And it's for us, too. 100% 100% Re- rekindles some interest in records that, as we've discussed, maybe we haven't revisited. Where do we start, guys? Sick of it all, DYS, or Underdog Faith? Let's, I mean, do, let's do Underdog Faith. Right, because I mean, me and Pat could legitimately do a two-hour dissertation on... Yes, I, I've asked you to check me on this. Don't let us go. Yeah. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be good. Um, let's, let's start with Underdog Vanishing Point up against... And up against, you know, we yeah. know what we're talking about. Uh, Faith's subject to change. Let's uh, start with Faith. Okay. Faith, DC hardcore band, uh, fronted by Alec McKay, brother of Ian McKay. Um, and I said McKay. McKay. I like it. No, no, that right, here's a question. Covers both bases. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Now, this is just as you're saying this. How did you say it as a kid? Well, I always said McKay. I was wrong the whole entire uh, Same. Are they, aren't the, in my head, they're the Faith. Because it's the faith void split. Are they faith or no, the faith. faith? The faith. The faith. Oh, okay, yes. you said faith. And I, was like, I said faith. Oh yeah. my God, have I been calling them no. the faith forever because it's the faith void no, split? No. Because I think of it as faith, the faith void split. That's how I'm, right, so yeah. I'm like, Same. oh yeah. shit, maybe the band's name is faith. the faith. No. The faith. Because you see it on flyers, it's the faith, faith. on flyers. Like there's and, a double O flyer. And good logo. Of. Very good logo. Yeah. Good logo. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So let's talk about it. Subject to Change comes out 83. Jeez. It is. To me, you look at it, it is either the end of the early wave of Discord material or the beginning of the next wave. But really, I think it's neither. I think it's the connective tissue between Discord 81 to 83 and then the Revolution Revolution Summer Summer stuff. Yep. And sonically, I hear a lot of those cues. This time, as was discussed by Patrick, I filed this one away as a, yeah, it's fine. Right? You know, it's cool, but I don't love it. And are there tracks? I wasn't sure. Uh, this listen revealed a lot to me. Yeah, this. Uh, so, to live in a shadow is never great, unless you can accept that. And 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 at the end of the day, we all live in shadows, right? We all live in somebody else's shadows because there's people who are exceptional 
And then there's those of us that are just trying to have a good time while we're here. Sure. I mean, and uh, it takes a maturity to be able to say, yeah, I'm just on other people's shoulders and I'm just living in somebody's shadow. Alec, the faith can't hold a candle to minor threat. Right. But no one can. But no one can. This is tough. <laughs> you understand? Right. If can you imagine trying to do it almost simultaneously? No. Being like, oh, 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 yeah, my brother's band's cool. Like people are calling the house to try to book a band, and you're like, I think we got one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. me and they're like, no, we're trying to get my threat. Like, right. what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can you hear? I hear Ian in his voice. Yeah, I mean, oh, a yeah. little bit. Oh yeah. When, no, I think you can. The you inflections. Can, it's hard to. It's not fair to say lesser. It's not. It's different, but you can hear that there's elements of what the faith are doing that are akin to what Minor Threat had been doing and would be doing. I think that it's a beefier, burlier Minor Threat if we were to compare it to Minor Threat. Is that fair? This is a more overtly punch-you-in-the-face version of that. Is that fair? The recording's not as good. No, that's um, fine. But which it, is weird. You mean the songs? You, you're saying songs. Uh, Song-wise? Is there more beef in these songs? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I hear it in certain tracks, mm-hmm. but then I hear them going more melodic, Oh, especially towards the middle. You're telling so, me filler yeah. doesn't make you want to fucking... No, listen. To me, that is stage dive music. That's yes. what Minor Threat right. is. I feel like it's such angry music. Uh, but Minor yeah. Threat makes me want to stage dive every note of every song this yeah it's exploding music right this feels more maybe you hardcore dance to it whatever the mm-hmm. fuck you want to call that okay you, you can there's more slamminess to yeah. this yeah sure i can and, see that and it's, yes there is melodicism for mm-hmm. sure and there's even some very like i guess the word would be uh brittle mm-hmm. uh leads that yeah. are like that are like almost like, yeah very almost, thin but yeah yes. And, and yes and bordering on pretty at times you know what i mean if yeah. just for a second but I think that this, when my original appraisal that, oh, that's kind of like, that's mid. It's mid. It's mid hardcore. Right. It's, it's uh, meat and potatoes. There's not enough uh, specialness on that. I think yep. what I was responding to was just a very good, uh, more straightforward in some ways, heavier record that I was not prepared to appreciate the clever parts in yet. If na- if he was his name was Alex Smith. Yep. He would, oh, it, that's you such heard, an interesting. You, you yeah, it's a way way different. I, I bet. You know what I mean? Like it's like same time, yeah. same label, and it's. I think you would hear it differently if it wasn't like Ian McKay's little brother. All of a sudden, you look at it like you look at some of the the other like look at um, the Boston bands, the Midwest bands, the DC bands. There is a kinship in sound. You know, there is this. And DC, there's a diversity, but you can hear a lot of the same guitar things. They're doing a lot of sim- similar. They all do this uh, this drum thing that I think of as like a DC gallop. Mm-hmm. That's really different than the New York gallop or or any of the Midwest more like uh, chunkier. Like when when the Midwest tries to do the like UK punk beat, it sounds a lot different than what DC does, and they almost take that. I hear a little bit more UK punk in the Faith. I yeah. think they're taking a few cues there. Um, I think there is an awareness of the Midwest, but but I think the right place to place this is sonically, it's somewhere between 
the Earl, the minor threat seven inches and out of step and then to triangulate on the other end i see some of those melodic notes and kind of just like where it's floating as the split for where i think dag nasty went on one side and then on a very different axis where rights of spring went because if you think about dag nasty and rights of spring when I was young, I might have grouped those bands together. They're really different. Oh, yes. They sound really different. What they did, if you listen to those two records, people who might have listened to Rites of Spring for this activity, we're going to do Dagnasty coming up. When you listen to the way the production values on Rites of Spring and, uh, and uh, Can I Say are completely polar. Like, they're very different. Um, and yet, I still find a... A, um, a root here in Subject to Change um, that I didn't hear before. I thought, it, we're you know, the theme of the Faith record as we're talking about it is almost this like, I think we're reopening the case. This was like a cold case to all of us that we were like, okay. yeah, f- fine. Six out of 10 on its best day, four out of 10 on bad days. You know, this is a really good record. I also want to bring up a point to you guys before we touch on those. Do you know how long this record is? The music part? No. Uh, it's it's not long. It's like 13 minutes or eight something. Minutes and, eight songs in 13 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That part I really enjoyed too. Uh, right, here's also my question yes. for y'all. Is this the... How do I say this without being a dick? Go in. So... Is this un, is low is low rate is this record low rated because of what came after? Half the some dudes go on to embrace, some dudes go on to write to spring. Right. So yes. let's talk. Are about you going to be like uh, this is like a cute this. like demo era band that became two incredible things? So Chris Bald and to our DC historians, some and they're out there. There's people mm-hmm. that are very intense on yeah. the lineage here. So correct me if I'm wrong. Bald is in. The Faith, then he is in Embrace. Right. Then he is in, in ignition? ignition. Right. Two of those bands are with Alec Mackay. Okay? Right. The other thing. Those are the bands that don't have tracks. So you're blaming Alec? I might be. Wait, are we saying Faith doesn't have tracks? It, relative. I think this they is might. A, this is relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, okay, this okay, is relative. okay, 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 okay. So... Because respect to Ignition, which I listened to the LP the other day, uh, very underrated too. Okay, S- starts with a clunker and then immediately comes into some real like nice parts. Uh, we talked about this in the bubble. These records that start with clunkers, it's like a recipe for failure, you know especially what? in punk music. Yeah, you got to lead with generally. your best, man. Well, Jesus. you want to talk about this? Is fascinating. Leading with your most hardcore song. If the rest of your record is not going to do that, right? Don't do that. Man. Don't do that. Like don't you don't do need that. to play to the bass. Like, put out what you are that has more personality. Right. Put the hardcore song at the end. Yeah, exactly. Or mix it in somewhere that right. doesn't stand out. Yeah. So, anyway, long story short, um, ignition, good band. The faith, good band. Embrace, Embrace. great brand, great yep. band. Rights you of know Spring, I mean? Rights of Spring, great phenomenal band. band. Right now. Again, I'm not blaming Alec. He's entirely capable. He's he's good on these records. Yeah. Well, those other two singers are pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there something about Alec that he he says, Chris, 
I want you to rein in a little bit. We're a hardcore band. Do you think that that could be it? I don't know. Like, because embrace. You put like the bumpers on there and be like, let's not get too crazy. Right. Because Mm. embrace, you could argue as a continuation uh, of Minor Threat, but not really. It's just highly melodic. No, yeah, no. uh, You know what I mean? So the, the, I'm just really curious. Did Alec ever, or did Chris ever say, or am I getting my writing doing Or is he wrong? playing to like, he, they're writing to his abilities. Right. Or, yes. Or, I like mean, it's look. like, this is what he can do. Here's what Ian can okay. do. You're okay. getting, yes. The, that, the, they're not going to write you something that you're not going to be able to perform to. And again, <clears throat> I don't know my DC history well enough no. to tell you if, if in fact Ian is saying, I thought of a riff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like the role of yeah. these these people as individual songwriters. I, don't, no, I have no question. idea. I'm giving Bald a lot of credit here. Might uh, have nothing to do with it. My, yeah. My, for, Correct. So we could look at the writing credits. So to me, I think that we have we we reopened this case and we had previously written this off as bon, a bon. a just fine record. Yep. Just fine. It is significantly better than just fine. Yes. And where I'm recontextualizing it is to say, I think this is taking some of the melodic elements that you find in just, those other records. Yeah. Like, and, and like, kind of, well, well, so here it is. I think it's kind of like sprinkled. If you listen to Flex Your Head and you look at the Minor Threat yeah. stuff, some of the other, um, the melodic touches that you catch in early era Discord, this record brings them to the forefront and almost brings them to a logical conclusion. Except that it's not. And that conclusion continues further into that mid-80s DC sound. And, and they go for a very different thing. But this is the connective tissue right, right. here. And, sure. and let's, let's be clear about this. If for no other reason to listen to this, for 83, it is an impressive piece of work because it is very much a hardcore record no, and yet it has no very interesting yeah. it, it, these, these melodic elements you yeah, start to yeah. get later and uh, do yourself a favor you know do, do listen however you like this I think uh, let's see do, 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 I think all four records on this week's episode are really fun headphones listen mm-hmm. but this matchup underdog and faith um really deserve that. If you headphones listen to yeah. both these records, yeah. you catch a lot more going on. A lot of the melodic elements that hit through the mid and second half of this record, you might miss if you're listening to on a blown out speaker. I wanted to say, I, we hope everybody listens to, this is an eight minute or a 13 minute long record. Give it a listen. If you are like, I don't have time for that yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> listen to Say No More. It's a legitimately mm-hmm. high end hardcore song. Track. Well, track. Really, truly That's like. That's a track. It, yes. So, okay. So it sounds like we all came to the same place, which is we were ambivalent towards the faith. And now we walk away going, there's more to them than an epic split. Hey, look, I have listened to their side of the split before mm-hmm. within the last uh, three years. No question. When is the last time you listened to Faith Subject to Change? If the faith subject to change, if you can even remember, yeah, I mean, can't even remember. No, I always go back in to excess stuff. of a decade. Yeah, I believe so. This I want to give credit to Greg Brown, who we talked about off air, uh, warehouse manager at Revelation. 
he would play this record frequently. Why would he play this record frequently? Because of the laugh track at the end. <laughs> it's a it's a fourteen minutes of ha 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 ha, yeah, ha that I believe is on the Spotify stream, but not everywhere, um, and has been left off versions reissue versions for for length. Um, but the record is really good. But I that I would put that at fifteen years on the low side of when last time I gave this record honest time and attention uh, really deserves it and to be honest if you're looking for more of the discord sound if you're looking for more in the melodic side of hardcore but that is still clearly entrenched in hardcore you you you've found a record yeah like if you've like listened to too much Turning Point, <laughs> oh yeah, and, and I mean pick, like, yeah, go go back, for a yeah. little di- yeah, dip a little deeper yeah. into the pool, um, yeah, uh, a really nice revisit um, to a record I'm significantly more familiar with and listen to on a more regular basis. Uh, let's talk about Underdog, The Vanishing Point. Uh, oh, is it? Would I be out of pocket to say that? Maybe the best natural voice in hardcore, period. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, it's, so here's the thing. The, the opinions might differ, but if someone told you you were wrong, I would say they are actually wrong. Because somebody might be like, well, I think this person maybe is better, but like this dude is clearly undeniably top five. There's certain things I get weird about. One of them is Gene Hackman. When I Do you wa- hate Gene Hackman? When no, I watch him, I almost cry. He's incredible. I'm so... There's something so beautiful about watching somebody that's perfect. Are we thing. three or three on this? I mean, I like Gene Hackman. But you know, he's moving cry. to me. It's, it, makes same, me serious? it gets me emotional. Uh, My he, eyes get wet. He did a... I'll find the clip and mm-hmm. send it to you both. He frequented some diner in New Mexico where he lived, and Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives was recording there, and he no joke just showed up when they were recording to go eat there and his appearance on that as just a dude is like like he's just like a he's customer. just amazing like, he's or amazing. like the way Magnetic. they make their free holy yeah. whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah so Yo, yeah I, incredible I'm very, and there's something so like i get weird about things that are just does he look like someone you care about does he no yeah. no. no no nothing like that i was it's like just, does he look like like the landlord of whatever place you guys <laughs> no, live together no like, i i yeah we've never jim, talked about this before jim dertinger um uh no uh i just i'm i own gene hackman movies f- for his performance you don't you know own I mean? anything you own jim Hack- <laughs> yeah jim i mean they're digital they're, they're yeah. apple movies but the, give me give me he illegally give me pirated gene hackman uh, movies saddam 518 has mississippi burning is okay. a phenomenal performance. Great movie, but yeah. yeah. And the other movie that is not a great movie, but there is a Superman s- three. No, no, no. <laughs> was he in those? Right? He's he's in the last one. He's not. In, he's in uh, one, two, and four. Was he Lex Luthor? Yes. So, Pat's very mad at me right now. I'm be, the be smirching the name of uh, the second French Connection, which is nobody oh, on wow. Earth's favorite movie. Wow. Deep there's cut. there's a scene. Where he is so natural. Is he Popeye Doyle? It's so, exactly right. It's so natural. It's. I I literally I was watching. Pat it. Pat is losing his words right now. He's I, so I was watching it and I was. I had a complete loss of words. I couldn't describe what I was watching. Isn't it, that just like a heist movie? 
It, yes. Sorry. Yes. It's, a, dr- a drug, it's a drug sale movie. The first one is drug sale movie. The second one is like kind of nonsense. But there's a scene in the second one. For anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, he's in like a soda. I can guarantee you probably 85% of the people listen <laughs> yes, to that. Yes, that's okay. They're in, being sold right now on it. Tell me. He's in a soda shop having a naturalistic conversation with somebody that it, it's just you're taken, you're washed away on this man's talent. You're just like, whoa, I'm along for this ride. Wherever we're going, we're going together. Thank you for taking me. Okay. And at any rate, Richie's voice, which I always appreciate in his later career. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was just fucking punched by it. You floored by it. By the, I, I really the was. On this record, I was like, and I never had the appreciation... I like this record, never love this record. Still don't love this record, but I never had the appreciation that I did on this listen where I was like, his voice is so good. This record especially, yeah. He's oh he's God. special on this record uh, in a way where um, I think if you listen to this record, there's, there's two questions that came to my mind that I had never thought about before that I'll ask you both. Is That was my, my personal sound to you guys. Um, is... Richie's voice enough to make this record a great gateway for people into post-hardcore to get into hardcore? At yeah. one at one time, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, this record has a lot going on, and we'll, we'll get into my theories on that. Yeah. But that's one that's side. Is his vo- voice is so dynamic? I think yeah. it's really pulls people in. Um, two. He's able to do so much. I've never thought about this. Is what what would an underdog LP two sound like? I feel like into another is a far field. Too far, yeah. But maybe that like but early EP, like a, like a creepy EP. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like his, the earlier not. material is crunchier. It's not the same. But Richie can do so much vocally that I think if he's the singer in your band, you go, yo, we we gotta we can't let's not. We can't give this dude the negative approach to it. I, I also don't think that you can, in my view, the early into another material, which I know you really like. I'm I, more a fan of the later. I think that's okay. where they get good. The early stuff is fine. I think it's too much an effort to be weird. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. too yeah, much. Yeah. Like, Space Rocky. It, it, well, it's like, yeah. hey, we, wanted, we, don't, we want to make it clear that we're not a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like yeah, happy as far as possible. Yeah, happy if, you, happy if you're coming, but... Just so there's no misunderstanding. Yeah, there will be no moshing. There's two sides to that that I think happen. I think one, when bands are trying to go f- a field from hardcore world, they try to distance, but so so they intentionally do stuff that's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that fails. Two, sometimes they hedge because they don't have the chops to do the other thing. Yeah. So they end up in hardcore songwriting ruts like well this works so let's put a break here yep. and it's not totally a breakdown like a hardcore breakdown but but we need to put something there and that's our song structure knowledge that's where we're familiar you, and you just described when music sucks correct <laughs> correct really bad and so then it takes a record or two to get out of those habits yeah and and for into another i think that's pretty much dead on what happened and they started to go oh we were trying too hard there yes and there's moments Precisely. where it's beautiful and really good but when they get past that, like, look, Ignorus, ignore, Ignorus is the part where where into another goes from. Oh, this is like some parts that are good. To Ignorus is like, no, no, this is this now is a great, great band, yeah. and like Ignorus and Seamless, like, there's parts that are as heavy and brutal as anything on the earlier records. 
It's just done in such a refined yeah. manner. So a seamless, legitimately very underrated alternative rock. Very underrated. Correct. Correct. Um, so, anyways, back to streaming. Underdog Vanishing People. What's that? No, not on streaming. Yes. Thanks, Hollywood yeah, Records. Yeah, thanks, Hollywood Records. Those guys. Uh, uh, Hollywood, get at me. Uh, three, three of three members of Axe Grinder ready to uh, reissue. I yes, feel like we could probably get that out. for pennies on the dollar. If we can right. extract it from the holding company, that well, I'm thinking, know they I'm own thinking it. Hollywood needs to put us on retainer. Like we need some some salary positions to make this shit happen. So let's we do can, that. We can sell that record, man. Useless. Yeah. So oh, lawyers, lawsuits, okay. and lawyers. Um, now, underdog vanishing point. Now the bad. Go for the bad. The songs are an hour and a half longer than they need to be. Every song, every song, is. I think it starts with a. I think it starts with a relatively breezy one, right? But, yeah. But there's multiple on this, I want to say, that hit the four-minute mark. Is that correct? So where we were talking about brevity being a real benefit with the Faith record, like that Faith record, look, you can listen yeah, to it. There's an economy of... You can yeah. just go. It's, and by the way, the thing I've given credit, we, we've talked about it with recent... Like, look, when Angel Dust succeeds, they provide a complete melody and a melodic song and find a tune that you can that is memorable in a minute and a half. The Faith do that. Right. The Faith do that. And, and, and more that, of a hardcore template, uh, what's the What's the dude? Molina. Jason Molina? Jason Molina. He's Tony a California Molina. guy? Tony, Tony Molina. Molina. I'm sorry. Yes, correct. There's a Jason Molina that was in somewhat like... Yes. I forget what No, Tony Molina is such a Mag- good example. Magnolia. Say my, Magnolia. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking Tony Molina, though, because his songs are like... That's a full thought in 90 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Like, and uh, it's perfect. Like, it's... that. Doesn't God, need to be repeated. God, my voice is a lot, a lot of that energy as well. Like a minute forty, and you're like, "Whoa, thanks so See, much." Now, here's the thing. A total aside, yes. has nothing to do with hardcore. There have been there are three bands in my life that I'm like, I do not like them. Mm-hmm. All three have similar. So, Guided by Voices, yep, mm. Built to Spill, okay, and Archers of Loaf. Mm. Three band, three word names. I'm like, fuck these bands. I'm not. I don't like them because I must have heard Archer. I must have heard Guided by Voices first. Okay. Archers of Loaf. I don't know what I was thinking. Band fucking rips. Yeah. Yeah. That there's a one, at least one built a spill record that is fucking tremendous. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Yes. That fucking carry the zero record or whatever yep. the fuck. Yep. It's amazing. Like what was, and for me to kind of. Be, I, I, Guided by Voices just enrages me in a way that I don't know why. <laughs> yes. But they also have like 60 records out of something stupid, don't they? A hundred, yeah. Are they anywhere near either of those bands in terms of quality and melody? and Better. Really? Better than both. Really? And I love Built to Spill. Archers of Loaf was a very late addition to my life, and I'm only now appreciating them for the first time in the last it. few years. Yeah, but like... You uh, want to see Jawbreaker and Built to Spill? That's a good little show. That is a good little show, dude. They're the Jawbreaker lineups have been great, except for you. Uh, the I'm going to show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mainline. I'll be in Denver, April eighth. That's, right. That's right. Through the tenth or whatever, eleventh. Sam, up. I am Descendants, face to face, Jawbreaker. It's why we got to have a face to face conversation because this was a big argument in my life recently. Really? Anyway, not a huge. Okay, let's save it for another yeah. episode. Yeah. Not a huge. Um, Underdog vanishing point. Let me give you track listings. Um, from now on? From now on. Minute 53. Breezes. Okay. Yep. Lots to learn. Tempo Jam, yep. 427. Over the too- edge. Mm. Yeah, it's tough, man. 237. Mass Movement, 441. Mass Movement's the dub. That's the dub one. Uh, yeah, but yeah. we don't need it. You better not say that too loud around yeah, here. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in their town, bro. We're in yeah, short we're country. 
Uh, never too late. Minute twenty two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to back two fifty two. Ah, uh, one of the best hardcore mm-hmm. songs ever. Underdog two thirteen. Without fear four sixteen. I need every second of it. Blindside two forty nine. Vanishing point. 454. Okay. Too many four pluses on this record. Uh, no matter, no matter what, 357. Um, so, so here's my consent. Uh, my conceit, not consent. Um, there are songs on this record that overstay. Oh, yeah. Sure. As a whole, I feel like this record is on such a weird, singular place for a lot of reasons, and I, I will circle around them that some of the song links don't bother me because songs like Mass Movement and A Lot to Learn are so outside of the hardcore sphere. I, I see what they're doing and they're tr- not trying. Like those songs are intentionally like, hey, there's a and lot going, going on They're going somewhere. At least. Yeah, they're yeah. going somewhere and they're, there's, there's these dub parts and, and some people like the reggae, some people don't. I, I, I really think it's a like great it. effort at something. Is I, it, I, I, I is can, it weird? I can imagine it in 2022, it definitely has its detractors. I think that it was a cool effort at something that not everybody does. Does this happen in 2022? No. Are kids cool with four white dudes doing You know what? 20, dub music? 2023? Yes. 2022? Not Canceled. yet. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great question. I, yeah, um, I'm just curious. So like, here's, I think that... It's a Bad Brains thing, obviously. Yeah. So it's a Bad Brains thing, and they were clearly influenced by the Bad Brains. Sure. But I will say this. I think those folks also... I, I'm not some bad... I'm not some reggae expert... I think those dudes liked dub and reggae that was not the Bad Brains. Sure, oh, sure. And sure. I think that shows in the, but they're the way they're writing it because of the Bad Brains. They're though, certainly right? not. They're certainly not taking cues and going, "Hey, you know what? That was something not a lot of bands tried. A couple hardcore bands have done the, hey, we do hardcore songs and then some reggae or whatever. But there's people I know who love that on the early Bad Brains records, and there's people I know who hate that. But I think it adds a texture to the record. I think it's outside of the Bad Brains yeah. records, can you name another hardcore record that you like that does it? That does the dub? That does this. Other than Vanishing Point. No. And that's like, I'm like half, half, I'm half say on that one. Yeah. I don't love it. You don't love it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the Bad Brains. And you don't, like, lo- you don't love the Bad Brains reggae either, right? The on pro- record, it's cool. like, oh, yeah, live, live, it's like, dude. It's not just that. On album, album, it's cool. No one selects a Bad Brains reggae song over a reggae artist reggae. No, song. that's true. No, and no, you're not picking no a question. reggae song over over sailing on. Uh, so, okay, good so, point. So, right, and it's it's almost like so. Should we look at these reggae songs that are essentially interludes between punk songs and and respect them the way we should? No, we shouldn't. You know, no, no, they don't. Bad Brains, sure. Well, I don't think either one are. As reggae songs, they're not top tier. As album parts, they're Great. totally worthy. For right. sure, for sure. However, in this case, maybe long as fuck. So yeah, so for me, I, I've always appreciated it, and I said because it feels singular, partially because I think the production on this record is so freakish and weird. Yeah, I can't think of another record that sounds like Where'd it. They record this, you know. No, I don't know. Actually, Sorry, I, 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 I'll yeah, pull it up. up. No, I'll, I'll take a look. I feel like every band on this era in this era went to the Jamie Locke and like Normandy Sounds or whatever. But I wonder if they went like. Um, let's see this. This was engineered by Dan Nicholas and John Moorhead. I, I'm not seeing the studio info huh. on this. Um, I should be able to pull it up. Let me look and see. Oh yeah, uh, engineered it at 
uh, Electric Reels Studio. Mix that Sunset Productions. Yo, so this is it was originally released on Caroline, which is sure. You know, um, they, I don't know if they had budget. It it's Caroline was like almost like major at Chase, wasn't? Oh it? yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's the same level that did When I Was Alone and a lot of the other. Um, they did a Bad Brains record too, right? Yep, they did. That's for sure. They were yeah, like subsidiary type shit. This record to me is like it just sounds really fucking weird. Yeah. So you've got Richie's vocals, which are yeah. He's doing he's doing a lot of different stuff. He's pulling it off. He sounds really aggressive, and if you listen to the Underdog Seven and stuff, he's an exceptional vocalist. Yeah. He's an exceptional hardcore vocalist. He's got a growl. He's got a snarl. His fast voice is really good. But it's like it's like if you see someone. Um, Playing basketball, but they only get a little bit of time on the court, and you're like, "Oh, that they're they're good, and they did all this stuff, and they worked real hard, and they were good." But then next time, it's like, "Oh, wow, that guy he grew two inches and it like bulked up, and like he's taking shots from half court now." Damn, like yeah. oh, yeah. oh, you could see his growth from the 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 demo, like the, the demo and seven inch to the this. revelation stuff, pretty much yep. like that. Yeah. Now, all right, so God, since you're a super fan, yes. you're more even more of a fan than I am. Yes. Which which record do you grab first? Do you oh, this grab one. I guess I guess, I'm vanishing point over the demos. Yes, really. Yes, I'm a minority in that. I, it's no question to me. It's not even. I like this how weird say it is. to my face. I know, yo. So it's missing. It doesn't have true blue. Doesn't have true blue. Mm. Frontside grind. There's um, a lot of yeah, fucking shit. That's uh, uh, special forces. Like there's so many. Oh man, so many classics, and I love all those songs. Like, look. This is uh, a record, though. Like, this is a full fucking... That, that's going to be for a future episode. Respect on the name, the underdog demos. Nobody talks about the underdog demos. God damn, Got lost in the d- discography. That had a special place for a time. That's true. More than this. M- much more than this. Yeah. This record was always seen as this weird one. Uh, the album art, the original album art to this cover, this record, it's so weird. I want to share Silver Surfer it. or something? Huh? Is that the Silver Surfer? No, it's... it's no, the it's, new one looks like Silver Surfer. Yeah, the, the, well, the new one is like 1998. I, this, thought the, I thought it was all chain motifs. Am I wrong? Didn't they use um, chain motifs for chains, everything? Um, this is the original cover. Hold on. Oh, Jesus, there's a, like a weird pop ad on it. Yeah. Um, but, but they... Uh, like it's just weird if you look at it. Oh, so it's, the one where he's spiraling down in the chains, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, like I literally thought that was Silver Surfer. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, it was like a comic book shit. I never looked at it closely. Yeah, I, I love that art. It's so cool. It's that, so cool well, yeah, and weird. Cool. When you actually look at the L- looks uh, like the, comic book. Yeah, Even the so, logo looks like a comic yeah. book. So the comic book, the logo is actually looks like it was done on a computer in the eighties. If yep. you actually yes. look at it close. Yeah. Um, but I've always loved the personality on this record. I think you see. I think you feel. Richie's personality oozes out of this record, but at the same time, you get a lot of the band. I think the bass sound on this record is Russ unreal. Is unreal. Yeah. yeah, Russ is incredible, and it has this production where, like, yo, the the bass tone, um, like second to only Age of Quarrel yeah. on the dub stuff, it sounds mm-hmm. great. It almost is like a buzzsaw bass sound at points mm-hmm. where it's really rough and prickly. Uh, it's just awesome. Now, his brother's in this. Is Russ's brother in this? Yes, band? A drummer. Yeah. Okay. Now there is a there's a thing that's going to be difficult to express. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild, and we are the Honest AF Show. 
Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Of all, all the records that we talk about today, represent the people that played them. I think, not knowing any of them, having met like maybe three of these people in my life across all of them, they, I feel like they represent these people well. Yes. And we call yes. that personality. Yes. But this record has the most idiosyncratic feel of all of them. Oh, it's weird as fuck. It, and, yes. And that is what... Was what, this, 87? 89. Uh, which, interesting. 89. Hold on. Same year as the Sick of It All record that we're going to talk about. Correct. Right. Same now, year now, as... So, now, many of those songs were... Yeah, but were, same year as Brightside. Same year as fucking Bringing It Down. Same year as like... It's why they talk about New York Hardcore 1990 is the, 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 the through the looking glass. This is... 1989 is... Pretty big. Low-key a crazy year. Yeah. You know, like it's like... 88 80, is always like the go-to, but 89 is the year. And, and the 88 is such a falsehood. It's yeah. 86, I believe, and 89. Yeah. It's like 84, you get Victim in Pain. 86, you get Age of Quarrel and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Youth of Today, all that. Warzone stuff, etc. 89 is and the best of the fucking bunch. 89, you get a me. lot. There's just a bunch of full lengths. Well, it's the it's the... It's the full flourishing. You yeah, know the kids I mean? kids grew up and put out exactly yeah. the generation who was going to AF shows grew up and, and put hears them right. putting their fully executed yeah. musical efforts out. So, the the exercise is not this record against the sick of it all record. So we won't no, no. we yeah. won't do that. But maybe, as a point maybe of someday, maybe someday. But mm-hmm. as a point of comparison, this and we're going to gush about sick of it all. Yeah. But this is much more on its own limb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mu- this is further afield. This is much more doing its own thing. Yes. And when I think of them coming out the same year, now I had to check myself. I had to be like, that's crazy that these came out the same year because Sick of It All is just doing perfect hardcore. Right, and right, right. this record is really taking what, like, like uh, the the... Kind of uh, big swings, no, like what do you call it? When, like the those those goofy steps where you take big step. Like let's just oh, say, oh yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah. So this is a parkour. This is a big or like the John Lennon meme. Yeah, that's like, the yeah, one I was there looking, you go. Yeah. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> this is John Lennon memeing into post hardcore. Sure. Yes. Correct. And, and and then I had to look and go. Okay, that's why I was thinking it was 1987 that the Sick of record came out is because. Uh, it- the record that the that half these songs appear on was the, the, the seven inch. The seven inch. Yeah, right. So yeah. eighty. Yeah, yeah. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I was that confused. Right? Eighty seven or eighty six. I think it's eighty eight. Yeah, it was, this it's is Rev. Yeah. Rev's first records are eighty seven. Yes, Rev's first record eighty seven, and Sigvall is Rev four, so Rev three. So yeah. Yes. So the seven inch eighty seven, yep. and I'll, so I'll and, and some yeah. of these songs. Anyway, yep, we'll yep. get into all that. But yep. the point is that I was like. This is crazy that these two bands exist. Yep. Not Played just together. on the planet at the same time. Right. In the, in the same same, same, same same rooms. Yes. Same bucket. I I it was really mind blowing for me. Here's my final appraisal of this, if I can. Yeah, please. Um, not unfortunately a great record. Oof. Just a very good, 
and very interesting record. We'll kick him out. <laughs> I, I accept. He's being honest. And and you might say late 80s, late 80s New York hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. For you, it's sick of it all? Yep. After that. Killing time? Yeah. Would make the list for sure. But but Underdog's right there in your mix. It would actually, honestly, on this listen, Underdog would be right in the mix. Maybe that's number three. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Right so, in the mix. It's above, it's above any of the Revelation bands. By a right? margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like you're and this is why he doesn't get kicked out of the room. You're taking underdog over youth of today and it's not close. No, yeah, exactly. Wow, right. okay. Which yeah. is nuts. <laughs> so, so for anyone who's listening and want to check wants to check this out, it's on so it's not on streaming as Vanishing Point. It's no, under it's, the doc, the the discography called Matchless. Uh, Matchless. Yes. Yes. Which has everything on it. Which everything, which includes you the demos. really can't go wrong. No, you get everything. Now it's uh it's an interesting story that maybe we'll get into someday because I was there when they were we were figuring out like oh Bridgeline's to do this discography whatever um i think i think these i think vanishing point and the demos should have continued to exist in their own way two separate things yeah. to highlight the specialness of both um my closing statement is on this record i think it's a special record because it's singular in sound and tone it's really odd it's also <clears throat> low-key the underdog guys were not a lot older than a lot of their contemporaries, but they had been around for longer. Okay. Which is that to say, makes, makes sense. It's like OG, like Jimmy OG Gestapo era. Oh, yes, like, Ross yeah. and Early Richie 80s. were going yeah. to, you know, I think both those guys might have gone to A7. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, they both they, were in A7. They yeah. were A7 guys, not, you know, 84 guys. guys. Yeah, right. yeah, yes, exactly. And there's a lot of those folks who were only CB guys. Russ was in bands here at the shore as early as 82 who were putting out records like like low key Russ from underdog was in mother records bands. Wow. You know, so there's lineage there, right? He then goes and does Murphy's law. (laughs) Uh, This is a makes sense. There's nothing you're saying that doesn't make sense, by the way, the Murphy's law thing, particularly. Yeah. Russ was in, in early iterations of that. And then so when you go and then does underdog and, and Richie had been doing the numb skulls and he'd done a bunch of things. He spends time in youth of today before this record, this record is, is post it's, it's hardcore, but it's leading into post hardcore. And for some of these band, dudes, like they had done records seven or eight years before this. Right, that, so this is a real interesting culmination. There's a musicality on this record. Um, also the tempo is really different. I think we talk about the New York records that stand out on their own. This record's out on an island. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's there's records that are out on the branch further out. This record is the leaf that's fallen off the branch floating away. So, <laughs> Tom, anything else to say? Because you do love this record. I love this record. I love this band. Um, You're taking the demos over it, which is totally But it's fair. close. I yeah, mean, this yeah. is a great fucking... I mean, like, back-to-back is, like, top 10 hardcore songs. And great me. example of re-recording yeah. for an LP that sounds different than the yep. demos. And, and it's... It doesn't. It fits in the flow of the record and sounds so good. It's fuck. I mean, yeah. If still, they still rip live in fucking twenty twenty two. Like, yes. If they play a show, go fucking see it because like they still are really good. It's just they're they're an underrated band. Yes, hundred one in every every respect. That's like other New York bands. They're probably the most underrated. Killing Times had a minute. You know yeah, what I mean? That they've had, like, they've had moments kill. where people go acknowledge Brightside, like, "Yo, this is this is it. This is there with with Victim and Pain, with Age of Coral, Killing Times, right there." Brightside, right and there. not to say that that Underdog hasn't 
you know, they played the fucking sound, the the um, positive numbers and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like down here, like their shows are just yeah, they do really well. Yeah. But I mean, they also like did shows, like tours and stuff that like kind of didn't do great. We booked like, them out in California yeah. for Sound and Fury. It was their first show in California uh, in like 17 years since the original incarnation, since Tour 89. Um, and the people who were really excited were the folks from the East Coast bands who were there. And it was awesome. And we didn't give a fuck because we just wanted to expose people to, to underdogs. Yeah, so. I mean, there's still like his voice is still sick. He, you know, if you have a chance to go see any band Richie Birkenhead's been in, go. which yeah, like like really, that's Underdog or Into Another, go because he is an incredible frontman and impressive, like still hits every note. We were talking about I don't know if we talked about it on the recording or before Uptown Al up the, like uploaded a bunch mm, of stuff. Yeah. There's that show, which I mean to me is like a new Underdog show, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's fucking 16, 17 years ago at this point. Fuck. Them. July 3rd, 2005, CBGB's, them, them and Killing, killing time. time. Bulldoze. He comes out in a fucking black Met shirt and cargo pants. Yep. Legitimately one of the best sets I've ever seen by a band. Ever. Yes. The like, only, incredible. The only set... I, I saw Chromags in various incarnations at CB's. And you can't fuck with that either, yeah. This was the only set where I was like, yo, that might have been better than Chromags. And it was the only set I'd seen at CB's where I was like... This was better, um, and that whole show was crazy. I watched uh, a member of Bulldoze smash a bottle over someone's head in the yep. back lot. Yep. Um, I wish I could have hid behind Richie, who was standing a few feet away uh, while that was happening. Um, it, that was an incredible show. I had the exact same read. That set was unreal. Unbelievable. I mean, Killing Time headlined. Yes, and, and it was a hard, it was hard to follow up. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, and Killing Time was still great. Yep. But like after, like... Underdog was just, I feel like it was like Belmar was empty. Oh, well, yeah. So everyone took the train up and the shore, the shore showed up. Uh, I drove down with Joey C from Righteous Jams. We were like working at the time and we drove down and he he drove me down here after because I had to go to Philly to catch a flight back to California the next day. So, yeah, because there's video. I don't know if it's in that video or another video I saw from the show that like Swank is like jumping from something very high. Yeah, the the big, like one of the best sets I've seen in all my years in hardcore. So it sounds like Mm. I'm going to. To be on the outs here. Let's hear it. So we're discussing. What, what are we going for? I think the faith wins this match for me. Wow. Okay. I was I was curious to see where you'd go. Um, it was much closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Okay. But much much I closer. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking side. underdog the vanishing point. But um, as I said, uh, there was a time where I filed this record like oh probably like a six out of ten on its best day. Yo, this is an eight out of ten hardcore record. Yeah, and, and the, it's to really me, the, good. To me, what tips it over the, the underdog record. The brevity is just what makes it a really, really good hardcore record in addition to having some great parts. Tom? Underdog, and I think they might have lapped the faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was much closer than I, I'd given it credit for, but yeah, I have one tattoo. It's an underdog tattoo. Even pulling back from that, I think the personality of underdog seeps out. What do I think is a more accessible record of these two? Faith, Maybe for sure. Faith, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, great, great conversation. We don't decide who moves forward. You do. Voting will be on social media towards the end of this week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. If you don't fuck with social media, email us at actiongrindpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll count your vote, and we'll probably share your comments. Let's talk about the other matchup. This one is going to be interesting. Um, Sick of it all. Blood, sweat, no tears. Uh, Up against, for listening purposes, DYS Brotherhood. Um, I'll give the intro. We'll start with DYS. 
Uh, DYS is early 80s exclaim records band from Boston in the Boston crew. Dave Smalley, who would go on to sing in Dag Nasty, and then the band All, which was all of the descendants, plus him as the singer. And then later went and sang in a band Down by Law, who you have never heard anyone talk about except the me and Tom on this podcast. Punk rock, uh, punk rock, punk rock Academy. Academy fight songs is not the one. bad. I not like the, bad I like the record Blue and their self titled record, which are I think their first two. Here's my question for you, mm-hmm. a Dave Smalley question, and you too. I don't know mm-hmm. if you give a shit. Would, I assure you, I don't give a shit about Dave Smalley, but no. I'm listening. <laughs> what do you think about the Dag Nasty, re, like the reunion record with him? Not the minority. No, no, of no. One, the, 90, the one before 91, that. Right. Yeah. Uh, four on the floor. Four on the floor. Um, I think it's pretty great. I think there is potential in the songs and the production of the time is tough on me. And I think that it's interesting because we've talked about it a bunch. And I went back and re listened to it at some point in the last year. It's pop, pop. I mean, it's, you could see where he's going. Correct. Pop punk. Production's weird. They do pop vocal production where they, his voice, his vocals are on top of it. Yeah. Two or three very good songs. Yeah. Um, and I like the Rev one that they did too. Minority of One. I have never Pretty given good. that. I've never given it. It's fun. Honest. I've listened to it because when I worked at Rev, I, I made a purpose to listen to every single record. Better than it uh, is given credit for. Yeah. I mean, not, for sure. Not for great sure. in any way, no. but yeah. Um, I might think the Sean Brown Dagnasty material from the last few years is better. Better, yeah. That's that's actually really pretty good. Um, but we're talking about Dave Smalley's very first band, yep. DYS. Right in the midst of the Boston crew, um, they released this record, Brotherhood, on Exclaim Records. It is later reissued in the 90s by Tang as Wolfpack. Um, right, okay. This, is, this can be confusing. Yes, very. Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, okay. So, here's part of it. The cover of Brotherhood, this is a theory. The cover of Brotherhood is... Is it Dave Smalley like... No, no. That's the Wolfpack reissue. Yeah, oh. this is the monks. This It looks like it's monks in a oh. kind of like pencil. And it could have been uh, presumed to be kind of wacky looking or maybe a little sketchy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, it's the same question to me. Like, Victim and Pain got reissued in the mid-80s. Without that cover, right? As a plain black cover with agnostic front victim in pain in like you know a military font um army font uh because the cover was deemed like maybe a little sketchy yeah and that was in the mid 80s you know so um I mean, so, are they afraid people think this might be like the kkk yes it doesn't really look no, like that no it's not it's monks those are it's monks. monks but it says brotherhood. brotherhood so it's a kkk and a brotherhood yeah, All right, look, there's a lot and, and then you look at the back picture there's a bunch of white dudes with shaved heads in a VFW hall, moshing around, punching each other, uh, arms raised in the air, you know, like yeah. eh, it can be mixed with signals. Um, I assure you, that's not what this is. This is a bunch of angry youth, uh, kids, kids, little like children. Um, that so, brotherhood to me is um, all right. Uh, d- let me hear from you guys first. Do you ask Brotherhood? Very good record. Mm-hmm. Very good hardcore record. Uh, very of the time. Mm. Um, we were talking about it on the train ride. Like, I think I, I I would probably go SSD over this. Okay. If I just because they're the same time and they're like sure you know, sure sure no they're, they're a, I mean this comparable. is a, a, a very very good hardcore record which I think has been besmirched overlooked by latter day sins if I had to be okay okay. 
But I think it's a very good Harker record. No hit. I, I, a couple no. hits. A couple. I, of, couple. Oh. That's my, that's my beef. No hits in my ear. Yo, you're, you're literally crazy. No, no there's a couple tracks. There's a couple hits. More Than Fashion, Open Up. Yeah. City to City. Yeah. Uh, I would not count City to City. More Than Fashion, maybe. I, I Open Up, too. I, yeah. I just... Those are, band, those are songs that multiple bands have hits. re-recorded covers of. Yeah. Look, I'm, you're not going to get me to badmouth this record this time out. Like, and if you had asked me... Bob, yeah, in previous let's take a, let, Let's take a time machine. Yes, please. Uh... uh 57 hours ago yes okay ask, ask patrick what he thinks of dys hey it's uh it's a wednesday hey pat what do you think of dys did you listen to that record yet mid right yeah. um so here's here's what i'll say um do i take ssd over dys i think i take ssd over dys do i take brotherhood over Kids will have their say every day. Yes. Well, I take the, uh, Brotherhood over Get It Away. That is really tough. And Get It Away is one of the best hardcore records ever fucking recorded. This is for early 80s hardcore. At one point, it got a lot of love. Let me yeah. just name this. It uh, did get a lot. Yeah. We should we should underline that, actually. Got a lot of love. Yeah. When I feel, I feel like when I was younger, this was for sure canon. Uh-huh. And has, DYS Wolfpack and has, me was canon. Yes. Right. I, I had a DYS Wolfpack shirt. By the way, how much did Dave Smalley look like Steve Reddy on the, in that photo? Yeah. Very much. <laughs> Enough that you could confuse the two of them. Especially um, he was in a band called Wolfpack. Yeah. Correct. Um, uh. This record has uh, epic big guitar riffs for a hardcore record. Agree and with they that all are open. Yeah. yeah. So of the bands that we're talking about today... I think that it's begun. No turning back. City, city, we're fighting back. Not going <laughs> to change the world. This one did not hit me the way that it hit you. We'll make a fucking start. We're digging in. We're fighting smart. Come on. I, I think, and you guys may disagree, and this may be this may chalk up to production. This is, and it may chalk up to the fact they're fucking kids. I don't think you can compare this record to the other records that we listen to in terms of musicianship i think that this is the weakest of the of the batch you know what i would compare it to mm. uh th- this, i think we could compare it to faith yep eh. i think we're i think faith record sounds better do you agree that faith record sounds better i think that you there's a, a more depth in the faith recording there's yeah, more th- this more record sounds like dookie bar to me this is not good this is oh, not good so you so here's what i'll tell you um I think this record and production of this record are almost template for early 80s. Hardcore bands trying to sound like the early 80s. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, right. More, You'll notice I don't love that most of the no, time. No, no, yeah. no but now I'll say... it feels like cosplay, but yeah. yeah. I'll say this sounds more... Bands try to sound more like this than they try to sound like the... Rec- Production-wise, than they try to sound like the SSD records. Now, that yes, said... that's true. To me, largely speaking, all the Exclaim records have a similar sonic feel. These guys may be a little more um, in the musicianship. I think in the drumming. I think there's some. It's f- there's more nuance in the fast here, and I don't think that you always appreciate or or are drawn to that. Is that uh, fair? I th- I think that's probably fair. I think it's pretty fair. I'm trying to be pretty <laughs> diplomatic. Um, there's an efficiency in these songs, but there's really not a lot. Um, this record, the B side. Lacks. There's yes. a couple of tracks. I mean, the song "Insurance Risk." Uh, people, that's a 
pretty big song to a lot of people. Mm. Um, bands have been named after it. Uh, I can't believe you said this record doesn't have tracks. Like we're gonna get some angry emails on that. Um, but uh, it's interesting. This this record did have a moment. Yeah. Um, early two thousands, late late nineties, and then certainly the early two thousands. This record got a lot of love and respect. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, there's a band named after that song, that song, that song, that song, that song. Yeah. Like like it's a, and like not new bands like. Brotherhood, the band, is named after Circle Storm. Yeah, Circle Storm. Open up. Shout out to Mullet um, from X Mullet X, his first band. Open up. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the song "The Girls Got Limits"? <laughs> not. Is great. it a bold move to make a silly joke? Like, by the way, if it's not clear, it's it's kids being silly in a studio space trying yeah, yeah. to do a big rock song. Can you hear how much the Boston crew of the early '80s liked? Big riff seventies rock. Oh yes, yes. so that's then why. they were able to play it on the next record. Yes, and so fail they, miserably. Yeah. Like, like in reality, it's like, oh, the girls got limits. Maybe that's what we want to be doing. Yeah, oh, right. hundred fucking. We're gonna throw percent. this out there and see if anybody yeah. bites. And then if they don't, it's only yeah. a joke. Uh, yeah, exactly. Shout out, I believe, to our our friend Pete from uh, In Search of Tracks podcast, who was in the band Down in Flames. I'm pretty sure that we got his band to cover the girls got limits at least a couple shows. <laughs> which was a fun time. Uh, can we agree? As we talk about a lot of, a lot, mostly records from what what year did this come out? Uh, Nineteen eighty three. Okay, fuck. Uh, well, I give, well, I'll give this one a little credit too. But uh, stuff I would say from the late eighties period. Love their fucking stupid covers and things that we talk mm-hmm. about, like dropping like a cover in the middle of a record, <laughs> and we talk about how much we don't like that. Yeah, right. This. Or you guys talk about your fucking I don't know these I don't know the band all at all but you guys talk sure. about fucking all and 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 how and how they have tracks that are essentially joke tracks in places right yeah oh Descendants more Descendants than all too. But yeah, Descendants yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. about like forts it's like, uh, another yeah. band I avoid so you are missing so, out so here's so the long. thing you don't you love those parts because of what they are but you you wish they weren't on the record after the right. third That's listen right. yeah you know girls I mean? got limits comes on and it can take you out of the flow oh my god you can appreciate it in in, in a like academic sense you can be like ah oh, okay and these are kids, kids are like 17 to 16 um, over you know I, I wonder just just something i never knew but maybe i knew for a minute but i certainly never applied to my brain um, the original cover art of this record that we just described, the yeah. monks. Do you like it, Patrick? I do actually. I think it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think Patrick might like it a little more when I tell him um, it was uh, drawn by Dickie Barrett. Whoa. What? Uh, all of a sudden, your vote changed, huh? There Yo, were masks on that count. I want to know why. I need to know. I'm, on know. Choke's Instagram, mm. when he was asked, "What do you think of the Boston's breakup?" He said, I don't think of the boss tones at all. Yo, he's doing the, um, what's the dude, the madman guy? Uh, his name is John, John Ham. Uh, the guy Elevator who's like. Elevator scene, yeah. Yeah, the scene where he's like, I, I don't, and he's like, I don't think of you at all. Yeah. yeah. So, such a good moment. But I want to know, what is there, it? Was there like a slap shot, like impact unit beef that he's been holding I, I don't since know. I, I, the choke is pretty I, good. I, I think. I feel like him and Dickie Barrett are like oil and water. I don't if know. I had to guess. Even if they weren't, but like, even, similar. If, even if they were fine, you know, choke saying something like that is He's not going to be like, I'm pretty <laughs> bummed. They hook us up every two years and we play a big show. And That's what I'm saying. Fucking hoedown. I, I think, think, yeah, think Boston's have covered slap shot. Am I wrong? I feel like they have as well. <laughs> yeah, because there's that ska core, the devil and more. Yeah. 
There's yeah. songs on there. They do hardcore songs on there. Uh, yeah, they think they've got a, a they have minor threat covered. song on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, they have to have covered Slapshot. All right. Um, so to me, uh, Bob, is this in your top? This is in my top uh, 30 hardcore LPs and is in my top, like, of all time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I really love it. That's interesting, really. Yeah, I really love it. I think that, like, the songs I listed, Open Up, More Than Fashion, City City, Brotherhood, like, if you made a four-song EP of that, it would be perfect. This record's not perfect. It's incomplete. I think it falls off pretty hard in the second half. Um, I actually like Dave Smalley's voice a lot. I think those songs are good. Pretty harsh. Harsh? Yeah, but But good. it's clear, right? Yes. And it's, yeah. it has a little... It informs it. Uh, funny to hear somebody reference more than being a straight-edge band in 1983. Like, so, th- yeah, right. Like you've, you've, It's only been around for like three years. What are you doing? Listen, as I've gotten older, the lyrical content is a lot less important to me, but when you're like an angry 17-year-old, it's that pretty good. Wolfpack, yeah. yeah, Brotherhood, you know, all now, this. Now, because you fellas are Dag Nasty fans more than I am, yeah. mm-hmm. and it sounds like you have a much better grasp on Dave Smalley than mm-hmm. I do because I don't know if I can name an all-song, but... I don't really like his era of all, if I'm being fan. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I love that these... By the way, I love Dag Nasty, all the, all the... And you can name, like, probably three others in that world. The fact that there's... They replace singers, like, it's nobody's fucking job. Like, it's crazy. I, I think Dude, it, all had... Four. 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 That's fucking crazy. Dave Smalley. Scott Reynolds. And there's one there guy who only did one record. Yeah. Like, almost every record had a different singer on Yep. So, Chad Price had the most. Yes. Yeah. So you could tell me, you listen to this record. Yes. Is there anything on this record that makes you say, Well, maybe just three. I want to recruit this guy to sing in my melodic hardcore band. No. Not a fucking thing. No, it's actually, actually impressive that he was able to pull it off. That's what I'm saying. I was actually. I, my, what do you do in the interim? Like, how many, t- how many years were between Dagnasty and this? I don't know. Uh, no, so so he does the DIY the second DYSLP, which comes out eighty four. Okay, um, I believe he went down to D, uh, um, self titled DIY okay. self titled um, that has maybe one one or two good songs, but the production's so bad, and they were trying to do some really bad stuff. It was like rock is when rock they and, all changed. Yeah, they all the, uh, the, this is all when they went. Like, yeah, the first wave of hardcore went post hardcore, but it was like yeah. big guitars for Boston. Um, I think Smalley moves to D.C. Um, his family may have been involved in politics. I don't, uh, vaguely don't know. Um, and then he hooks up with Brian Baker, and they decide. And and he replaces um, Sean Brown, right? Sean Brown and Dagnasty, um, which is really interesting. What's what's the the folklore? And we'll get to Dagnasty, but the folklore is, and it's circulated. Is there's the letter from Brian Baker, who's like, "Hey, I got your." Your your address from Ian, and he told me I should reach out to you. I'm doing this band, Dag Nasty. And Kevin seconds, if you'd like to sing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we think it'd Fuck. be perfect. And that is a really good what if. And that's the like, hey, what if this dude sang on the Can I Say or even Wig Out? Like, I think it would have a really different personality. So, yeah. Um, okay. So this record, I really like it. I think it's one of the must-hears of the early 80s U.S. hardcore. Like, it's almost undeniable, but it's not perfect. Um, I like Get It Away more. 
but it's right there. And I think it's become, I think the later, latter sins type stuff, uh, yeah, it probably doesn't help them. And I think that it just, um, as the hardcore spectrum's grown a bit, there was, this record might have been overplayed for a little while. This might have gotten too much attention for a minute and then, you know, uh, got shuffled to the back. And, and SSD had better merch. Yep. And right, right. Is this all different if Chris Novoselic's wearing a DYS shirt and not an SSD shirt? Right. Yeah, for so. a lot of people, yeah. All right. Um, the next record. Uh, sick of it all, blood, sweat, and no tears. It's clobbering time. So, oh, man. check us. Yeah, let me let me soliloquy yeah, you go. and then uh, because I am the third of three in terms of sick of it all fandom. This record, very strangely, very strangely, I can't tell you when this started, has become a very underrated New York hardcore record. We're, thank you. That's very much where Tom and I are at. Okay, it is very much an underrated New York hardcore record. Maybe because it was a literal torchbearer from the time it was released until probably some point in the early to mid 2000s. Um, it was a, it's like a masterclass in New York hardcore. It is a jack of all things New York. And then you usually follow that by saying, but a master of none. And I don't think that's appropriate because everything they do is a really good version of it. Um, when you first put this record on, um, I'll be really honest. I've listened to a lot more breakdown over the past decade than I have sick of it all. And certainly listen to the breakdown demos a lot more frequently than I listen to sick of it all blood sweat. I hear it and I'm like, Oh, this guitar tone, this is sick of it. All's doing this guitar sound too. Like it's a little more refined but it's the same like violent New York hardcore guitar sound. They're more proficient, but the songwriting's condensed and tight. And at their best, um, it's hitting you just as hard as any of the more like talked about New York stuff of the last, you know, of that era that people have decided is cooler because it was just, it's just easier. Somehow this record was too popular and too cool for so long that then it got shuffled back. But like, if you listen to this and think like Outburst is better, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're out of your mind. Right. Um, now, w w w let me. I actually wrote notes for this one because I was like, yo, I got I feel like I if gotta, you say almost any band of this genre is better than this record, you're lying. So, so let me get there. I think if you were from DC in the early 80s and then we're in DC in the mid 80s and then you heard this record, you might be scared because the guitar sound is so violent and Breakdown... Oh, they would hate it. The, yeah. yeah, right. But, like, but I'm saying like, if you're saying like Breakdown oh. 87, like Breakdown 87, one of the best demos ever, probably that and Raw Deal. Sure. But they don't think they're better than this. No. no. You know what I mean? Um, it's there's, not. So there's chunky elements, there's fast parts. Mm -hmm. There's somehow a lot of everything for New York hardcore fans, but it still doesn't feel hodgepodge. No, and a lot some of people kind hodgepodge. of do that, like that they go like, it just feels like a little bit old. Like, oh, this is like the song that's like got more melody, and you sing a little bit. Oi, mm -hmm. this has the mo like this is just fucking L longest song on this record. 
don't know how long. Two minutes, seven seconds. Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. Um, I think there's a couple parts where they actually hint at what they're going to do later that they don't do on Just Look Around, but then do later on, uh, what's the record after? Is that... Um, Scratch the Scratch the Surface. I think they do on Scratch the Surface. The song alone, which is far from my favorite song on the record, actually is on my lower side. But um, I was like, oh, wow, okay. They're actually hinting at it. Like, you can hear them asking around internally, oh, where do we go with this next um, on this record? And I don't think that's talked about. So uh, this is a record I low rate just because I'm not Jimmy sick of it all. But whenever you put it on, like, if you hear the, like, I can think of any time I've been at a show and I hear the, the bass intro of It's Clobbering Time starting, I instantly do the head up like, like a dog. It's like a dog whistle. Yeah. Like, wait, what, what's going on? I, I got to go somewhere. I'm gonna, my body has to move. Um, it's a very good record. All right, guys. Now, here's my question for you. Mm. How is this not like in your fucking wheelhouse? Like, uh, like, we, like, was this not a thing? Like, we always talk about like, uh, yeah, know, yeah. the folks that like the exposure and got us into stuff. Like, mm-hmm. are you telling me the Jersey Shore wasn't fucking with Sick of It All? So older dudes did, but not my dudes. Like, it was Bad Brains. It was. One of my friends had the Sick of It All 7-inch. Okay. We liked it. it was not cool. great, though. I mean, it's not in, great. In, it's fine. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think I heard this record until I was like, like, like I said, like, there's the formative stuff. Like, okay. Um, I'm just shocked this wasn't formative because this was no. so big. Yeah, but, but, but this is, none of the dudes who were a couple years older than me were super into this, this record. Um, and then... I didn't hear it till after. Like, I probably got this record shortly after Judge bringing it down. Wow. Okay. Like, I already I already knew every word to Leeway, Born to Expire, before I heard Sick of It All. Interesting. Uh, Wild. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just a, and oh, and like, okay, I owned all the um, the reissues, the um, the uh, Chrome Ags, Coral. Oh, all well, the profile ones. Profile. I owned all those before I heard. Blood sweat no tears. Blood sweat no tears. Interesting. Like I, I I might I no I definitely heard American Standard before I heard that's this record. Nuts. Yeah, it's that's not, wild. But yeah, it's just the way I had the mob just, record before the second one. Yeah, uh, mob America, uh, mob yeah. New York City. Yeah. So, my friend who got me into hardcore, uh, so I don't I don't know if I ever talked about this, but my friend Danny, who uh, was an Albany kid, and I I would not insult his mother by calling him a street kid, but he was like very much a he was latchkey. Yeah, latchkey kid. Uh, his mother uh, sacrificed to move him to my suburb, right? So they lived in a small apartment in a community that was mostly houses so that he could go to a school where he wouldn't get in trouble. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? So uh, he comes to my school, and uh, he's a year younger than me, and he introduces me to all this stuff going on, right? We could probably credit him with getting me into hardcore music. And making and, you a hard, hardcore expert. Yeah, hardcore yeah. expert. Hardcore expert Patrick and, Kinlan. And he, he, he had the alleyway crew, Dragon, on it, oh. right? And, and he was... Did you whisper, you're not allowed that? <laughs> well, this was late enough that it wasn't... This was late enough yeah. that it was... It was late enough that he, he had bought it on sweatpants and an embroidered guy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Stuff. So now this is probably his all time. But when he introduces me to Sick of It All, I immediately gravitate to Scratch the Surface, yep. which is 
Yes, more. I don't just more listenable and 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 of the time too. Like right, like that probably took about two years. Hundred percent. I consider it. I consider it very much a '90s record. Mm -hmm. You you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, uh, made total sense to me. This made less sense to me, right? Even though Seven Inch was probably again one of the first pieces of vinyl that I bought. Now, uh, this years later, still not the sick of it all record I reach for. Still scratch the surface. Still scratch. Uh, actually, uh, at this exact moment, I'll reach for almost anything that's not scratch the surface because you've killed yourself. I've just yeah. killed myself yeah. on it. But you would reach for like just look around. Yeah, I do. Which is funny because you were complaining about an underdog, and I feel like length. Yeah, that I also know you, drags yes. a little bit. But I and think it's slow. I it, it but it's mid tempo, which I like, and I think that it is as of sick of it all record. It's. Just really interesting. It's like, real. So that's a I think record. here's the deal. I actually like. I have a real appreciation for just look around, and because mm. it's so weird. But I think for you, you've been a sick of it all lifer. This is probably the sick of it all record you spent the least time with. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's cool to sit with it and kind of get to yeah. know it, right? So on this listen, I had the same exact experience you did, which was, holy fuck, man, <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, here? and. I have a thesis that I'd like for you guys to stop me when Bring it goes, it. goes along. Mm-hmm. Not every band in hardcore has uh, underdog in their DNA. Sure. Every band in hardcore has this record in their DNA. Every single band playing hardcore music in 2022... This is somewhere in their yeah. family tree, in their in, in their chromosomal or, or whether or not a, a, a direct descendant. Yes, they don't know it. Just like I don't know my great 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 grandfather. You know what I mean? No, but, that's fair. But this, this, I say this. I like this record a lot, but I don't say this because I like it. This is hardcore music. Right. Yes. yes. Like, like, th- like, like perfect encapsulation of yes. what hardcore is. Yeah, and anything to the left or right of this is different. And you don't have to like this record to recognize it. You hear it and you go, "That's hardcore." Oh, yeah. You go, "Yeah, okay." That, this that, metalcore. Right, is this post hardcore? There's no, no confusion. This is fucking hardcore. Right. Yeah. No, no. Um, now, what to what both you fellas said? It is New York with without specialization right this is i mean this predates it but this is not queen's beat yourself up core no, this is no. fast as mashed as everything yes no, in, a, in a weird way somehow new york city new york hardcore didn't have its negative approach for the first six to seven years of existence and then sick of it all came so a diner we use this metaphor on the yeah. train Bob, how do you feel about diners? Like them. You like them. You don't love them. You know why? We're in the last age range of people that like diners. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, right. yeah. diners are for old people. For, for everybody who's under 30, uh, a diner is a place that serves <laughs> all three meals. Typically has a pretty broad menu, but if you really broke it down, it's not all that much different food. And um, it's all in the range of between four and a half and six and a half in quality. Okay, so if you get a six and a half at a diner, you feel like you're eating a ten. 
But diners are very popular with a certain age bracket. I absolutely love it. The thing and, just was like, oh, we should go to a diner after this right now. And, and you get fries. The thing is, is that if if you don't specialize, people can't make an identity around you, right? Mm. So, Sounds like a conversation we had on a Patreon episode that we need to expand on. Damn it! <laughs> so, bulldoze allows you to put yourself into a category. Right, you're a beatdown kid if yes. you like bulldoze. Right. You, you go, yes, and you, you bulldoze took a sound and went, we're going to super hone into this way yeah. of this riff. We're you know what you're getting. Riff yes. to this. We're, yes. gonna, we're going to do one thing well, or maybe just do one thing, right? right? And, wow. and sick of it all, everything that they do is a seven point five at worst. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So right, but if you're not looking for hardcore, yeah, and only hardcore, right? People go, eh. and I think that yeah. that I think that that more than anything. Also, they're the fact that they're long lived, and eventually you become uncool. They never went away. Never went away. They've shown ass a couple of times. Didn't yep. help them with for younger sure. folks. Yep. That's yep. true. That's true. That didn't help. No. You know, like expecting <laughs> certain things that you didn't get. Yep. So, that, that was backbreaking for some with them, you know, for them for, with some people. Yo, can, can I ask you both a question for this? And there's a lot. All right, let's go. Yeah. We've all talked about terror many times. Yep. Um. Uh. uh so the um. The record that that made them a band for an entire generation. Keepers, Keepers of the, of the faith. faith. Keepers of the faith. Scratch the surface. Or built to last, I guess you could say one of those. I think scratch the surface. Scratch the surface was but that built to last had was big. No, but built to last had the in the yard, the ground, right? No, that's that's scratch the surface. Want to double check? You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would know. Built check. to last had a song on there that was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look. Train the the car front. So while well, I'll, I'll continue with this, yes. the. They had that record early, but it was, and it's like almost, you know, it's like, okay, it was a few records in. That was 1995 ish. Yeah. Just Look Around was 92. Right. And this then, was 94, 95. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's they, seven, yeah, they, eight years into their career. Okay. They peaked too, like, too early. Well, for, well, but, or they didn't because Terror is similar. Like, Terror starts in 2001. Keepers of the Faith comes out what two thousand nine somewhere ten right, ten so like right? halfway yeah halfway right, right, so similar, um, but they've done stuff after they continued, and like I, I don't want please I think Terra actually has put out records that people are like oh damn that's good you know I don't know if after Scratch Surface and Built to Last because what's the record after that Yours Truly yes uh yeah after Built to Last no wasn't it Life on the Ropes and then Yours Truly. I think it's yours truly, then life on the ropes. I actually yeah. like well, yours truly. Look up the goddamn car. Some fans we are. Well, we for, did a tour with them in two thousand and two thousand one for the song you're thinking of is "Step Down" and it's Step my down. least favorite song. Yes, on Scratch huge the song. A huge, huge song, but huge song. least favorite song on Scratch. Scra- the okay, and the, the other song I'm thinking of is the "Looking Back on What We Had." Wow, that's from. That's from Built to last. last. Yeah, I bet so. And they open with that song every night so they can tell if the show's going to suck or not. That's really amazing. <laughs> That's serious. Because when, when they get the, wow, 
yeah. Oh, they go, tell this them. is going to be okay. wild yeah. or not. We check the temperature yeah. with that one. That's Do you check. have their discography up? Uh, you can, yeah. So I think that yours truly was largely seen as a dud. Oh, no, it's Call to Arms. Call, Call to Arms. arms. That's okay. That so, record sucks. Yeah. That's and Call to Arms, sick, darn Call to arms was milk toast. Was bad, but like I don't think like I feel like they were aiming at the Good Riddance crowd then, right? Because they were on Fat Records. Yep, Lou had a, a was sick the whole record recording. You can hear his voice mm-hmm. sounds like kind of crappy. Yep. What songs were on there? That's a hit. Sanctuary is a hit. They did an EP before it that, that had a single that I don't think anyone particularly cared about. That was released as like a seven inch with similar. No, that's later. That's for. That's for that might be for Life on the Ropes. Yes, I think so. Because they needed to rebound from yours truly, which... Which the record cover ruins that. Yeah. They maintain that. I think it's crazy for them to say, but Some of those, may, I mean, maybe you, there's something You chose to the it. record. You, like, you, it wasn't like you got the record yeah. back. So, like, so the, long, the long form is... Scratch Service came out in 94 or 95? I think it's 94. 94. Built and the then Bill Lazar in 96. That is 26 years ago now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've continued as a full-time touring act. Yeah. And they've done some records that have a little bit, but not that nothing still hit else. though other places. I know. They've they've really they've really done well in other markets. Yeah. So it's not fair to, to totally dismiss. But so all that's to say the distance of Blood, Sweat, No Tears is so far it was back. Thirty three years ago. Right. And so that's Most why kids activities are like right this. now are not born. No, and there's never been the like you said, Killing Time Brightside had a moment where people were like, wait a second. And it's actually, I think it might have had a few moments. When Killing Time Definitely. came back in the 90s, people were like, oh, fuck. And Victory releasing it, Victory made it a moment. Like, yeah. Yes. And then, then I think the in reunions. the 2000s, it kind of got re, re, revisited in a, Yo, oh, my God. Because they, I mean, more than Sick of It All even, Killing Time ruined their legacy mm-hmm. with Happy Hour. Yep. I like the method. People didn't really love. We the talk method. about the method. The method is a Heavy. is a good record. Yes. that's not great. That's not and killing, it's, but it's, it's not bright side. It's not bright side, so it hurts it. Um, but they did those reunion shows at North Six, which was like two thousand five. Yep, sold out two nights. Yo, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think oh five oh six generations? So for you, I ask you first. Yes, I'm old. Well, well, you're of both minds. You liked sick of it all before scratch the surface. Yes, like right, you had just look record. around was the first record I was like a, like looking to get. Like I right. got just look, I, I got blood sweat no tears after it had been out for a while. Like right, just right, look right, around yeah. was like the first record. I was coming, like, right. New single of all record coming out. Nice. I can't believe it. Yeah. What's your favorite single of all record? Blood sweat no tears. Okay, right, and revisiting it really just locks that in pretty. It was. Like, I mean, that's like when you guys do your like top ten. Like it's there. I think that's like the first two records I ever heard was like minor threat and that. So the, yeah, and those Pretty kind of in, in yeah. they imprinted on you. And by the way, no one's mad at you for saying, "Yeah, that might be number one, and number two, whatever yeah. order you want to put it." Yeah, I got in freshman year of high school. James Kim gave me a tape of Dinosaur Junior on one side and Blood Sweat No Tears on the other, and it pretty much informed my entire life. Shout out, Mr. Kim. Yeah, um, thanks, James Kim. Your favorite is built uh, scratch the surface. I think Not that still easy. stands. Yeah, I have a feeling there's a lot of '90s kids. Who are now '90s adults, my age, Pat's age, etc., yeah. who also feel the same. No doubt. Oh, but I think that's the majority. I mean, that's the hit. That's yeah. the big record. Yeah. But Sigvidolf hit this weird valley where they weren't breakdown, they weren't outburst, they weren't even bright side killing time, you know, or the rev bands, or sure. like 
but they were so they were a beacon of light. And when you when I talk to dudes who are around for it, they hold sick of it all in total reverence. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if, if we some of the wildest shows you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. And and like they they became singular on that. And it's almost like they were the successful band of the era. They were turnstile. Yes. That's correct. that's what that's what I think hurts them now. That's because they were the like the, the biggest of the big like and, AF was gone like yep. they just took off and let me where be, Judge didn't where today didn't like yep. they were a big fucking band career band a pro career co- like pro yes. core ter- yes. like, proper yes. pro core right, touring yes. with Sepultura and like yes. fucking doing like real shit maybe Yo, the first of the pro core band making the hardcore out no there's yeah. no question that like there could be an argument we can talk about proto pro core which is seven <laughs> seconds yes um, but but no. Um, Sick of it all was the first, the original gangsters of Procore. To 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 our listeners, when Bob just said we can talk about proto Procore seven seconds, my heart fluttered. <laughs> this is where I'm at in my life. Yeah, I think it's a joy that I still like talk about hardcore. Yes, correct, correct. <laughs> so anyway, getting into the weeds a little bit, uh, as we have. Uh, as we do every episode. Thank you for joining us here. I, I think that uh, Sick of It All is a very strange band to talk about because when we go totally underappreciated, why isn't anybody talking about this band? It's, it's, it, they were the it's, biggest hardcore band until Hatebreed they started. Still, they still tour. They're still relevant. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, they were the biggest band in hardcore yes. from the beginning until Hatebreed. Yes. Right? Is that fair? Uh, well, let's see. Who, Till Hatebreed. Yes, I'll give it to Hatebreed. Sure. Yes. I mean, Hatebreed was. Yeah. But like, probably like, oh, Grand Biggest tough. And, and like, then when we start including stuff, but like, they were the biggest band who dubbed themselves hardcore, not like fucking Black Flag or anything right, like that. Right, not like fucking, like, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Dead Kennedy's selling but then, out the But they would Olympic say, yo, we're hardcore. We're a hardcore band and we're taking hardcore. They're easily the hardcore band up till Hatebreed. Who came closest to mainstream success? I mean, Scratch the Surface was a mainstream record. Like, yes, when like no one was selling a hundred thousand records, yes. they sold a hundred thousand records. Yeah, so everybody, records. so that you understand the context here, Scratch the Surface uh, was what East West is that right? East West ninety four. So, so it was Major label. It was treated like, eh, there's a shot, right? Maybe not by hardcore kids. I don't think hardcore kids no, expect but, hey, it there's to... a shot. Hey, this grunge thing really popped. This is not grunge. This is not trying to be grunge. But let's see. It's coming from the underground. So let's see what's up. So it... They never charted. They're ne- they were never a big band. But for people that don't get it, this band had at least the framework for a shot more than... Yes, ninety nine percent of hardcore bands. I'm yeah, like. and and didn't shoot themselves in the foot. Like correct. Yeah, they built a career. Now they didn't. This is a great example of how to live. You took the opportunity. It didn't shoot to the moon, but you landed in the upper atmosphere. Right. For what hardcore is? It's not like Casey Kasem. For, yeah. And, right. <laughs> shoot for the stars. End and, up sleeping in the moon. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like that. you make a career, right? And Funny inside take yes, that please. I know. You know what their best deal was? Tell me. Fat? Fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Fat. By like a large margin. Like, and I think this was for most bands. Yep. But uh, yeah. like they got like, are oh, you selling a CD for 10? You take half that. 
People, yeah, yeah like lo- nuts. Low key, low key, that's not the only time I've heard that. Fat Mike takes care who, of the bandage. Yes, correct. yes a, everyone, bully. people, uh, there's a lot of Fat Mike detractors out there, but there's none He goes right by his bands. Yeah, yeah, very oh, yeah. few of them on the business level. Shout out to my friend Brian who tipped me to something. I don't even know if I should share this, but I will shout out Brian. If you're mad, tell me I'll take it off. Uh, uh, Fat it'll be too late because it'll be out drove, there. Drove the guys from Reagan Youth to the studio every day for them to record their LP. No shit. Fat fucking what? Mike. No yeah. shit. Fat Mike. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. an OG. Like he's he's become like the like corny pop, like I'm the punk guy. But like I think yeah. he, he was around. He, he's the he dude who drove Reagan Polish. Youth. Yeah, saw minor threat. It's the dude who drove Reagan Youth to go record their LP and and named his band after Negative Effects largely. Yeah. Like yeah, he's like a hardcore. Now dude, he dresses yeah. like he like yeah, Koki like, the Clown. All right, like the like the Hulk punched him through a party city. You know I mean? like, <laughs> like that, that's what he looks like now. But All right, so back to Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Yes, yes Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Having not listened to it in a very long time, because it's imprinted on my head, the two things that hit me the most was there's such a fucking energy on this record that is like palpable that I think most of the hardcore records, even great hardcore records, Underdog doesn't have the same energy. Nope. Other bands, like we're talking about Instead at some point, we're talking about these other bands. Not same energy. There's like a palpable, like fucking, like I'm gonna run through this wall energy, and it's still like when I heard this as a kid, I remember being like, "All oh, these shows must be so scary." Mm. And I th- there's a fucking to me a sense of like menace. I don't know if it's the fucking backups See. or everything, and also it has two of the best intros ever done yep. yes. on the same yes. and within yep. fucking two tracks of each other on a fucking yes. record. Yep. yep. Like, G.I. Joe Head Stomp is a fucking yes. mosher. And, like, clobbering time. Like, yeah, and clobbering time. I mean, I just think this is, is a wildly overlooked record in the last 20 years. That would be and the, they play these the songs way to put now, it. and people go, eh. Yeah, that would be uh, the way to put it. And, and that's the problem. So, uh, two things. One, you spoke to the sound. I think you identified. The, there's a violence in the sound. Yeah. And I don't mean that in, like, this, like, like noise records sound like violence. No, the guitars are crunchy and then also like cutting. It's great. They sound great. And use the word menacing. I talked about the bass sound on uh, Vanishing Point. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost like it, it it serves the entire room. It's bouncing. It's flowing. It's it's rhythmic. It has this weird distortion on it at certain points. The bass sound on Blood, Sweat, No Tears is super clean, but it's creepy and it's menacing. Yeah. And like you hear it like, yo, that team with the guitar sound uh, is, uh, it's, it's and awesome. Like and an every animal. band has tried to repeat. Armand's an animal. Yep. There's some funny thing, and I don't remember where I, maybe it was in the book or something. If you want to even, maybe you can Google it. Half the record, Richie is out of tune, the bass player. Okay. Right. Like, so when they came back for like, I don't know if they recorded these songs in order, but like there's half of the record that he's in a different tuning than he was in the first half. <laughs> Professionalism. Um, but I mean, this is also in their Normandy sounds. They're like a real studio. Yep. Yep. Um, and the record sounds good, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Right. Drums are great. To me, this and Strife One Truth Two best usages of backing around vocal, like uh, gang a, vocals ever it's made. Funny you should say that. Mm. That was my chief takeaway. Was holy shit! There's a lot of gang vocals on this. But record. it's so fucking. You really tight like and good. I'm I'm not there with you on their gang vocals. I, I don't love them, but they're good. They're they're I I there's other versions, but there's 
they're unique on this record. And I think on um, some parts, I think they absolutely nail it. But there's a lot of them, and that's what... <laughs> I mean, half the record is fucking... Yes. Like, correct. <laughs> like, all of their friends yelling. Like, if you don't... When I think of gang vocals, one of the things I think of in my head is the, like... Uh, uh, is it... They, there's the big gang vocals on Clobbering Time, right? No. No? It's just a single? What am I thinking? I mean, yo... You Maybe know the what first that song? Is? No. Tears from no, my No, that's eyes. so good. Um, I'm just that thinking is, of... It's just so good, man. I, I'm, you know why? It's just because whenever... You start with that and then you go into Clobbering... What are we doing? Whenever you hear Clobbering Time in the live experience, it's everyone You know it's going to be bad. It's every, well, it's everyone in the room singing that part. Also, that's what I think yeah. of. But we should Willful be, hate has the willful. For our listeners yeah. that were on the of of on last eighties Mosh Madness, for the listeners that fell on the rights of Springside, right, and that's what they really pull. That's what they really enjoy. That's that's sick of it all. Doesn't present anything like that. No. on the surface. However, I think when they do the gang vocal parts, there's a. There's a, a a sneaky little melodicism to it that I think is like, like, yeah. So so yeah. like, it, it, using that song for example, yeah. right? Uh, the blood, the, the, the blood, the sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half of that is a raging hardcore song. Oh yeah. And then when you get into the gangy sing along, it's actually like clever. It's yeah. it's it's it, it's. Uh, it's easy to wrap your hands around. Easy. Yeah. And I think that for anybody in our listenership who hasn't given Sick of It All a chance for whatever reason, right? Uh, and because I could see this person in my head, somebody that doesn't like recent Sick of It All stuff because it's too boomer for them, right? Like, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, that's sure. fine. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at the, th- those are yeah. age differences. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but you, and you're not into necessarily. 80s hardcore. Now this is this is pure late 80s hardcore, right? right. Like if you like, if you're one of the, the folks out there that like fuck with Outburst, oh, like you'd you're being you're you'd be remiss to miss this. Like this is crazy. You, you'd be a fraud. But 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 I mean, no. But I think there's a lot of kids. Outburst hit recently with folks with like a younger generation of people mm-hmm. that aren't going to see fucking like I watch Outburst play before. Killing Time on their twenty fifth, thirtieth anniversary show, half the crowd left before Killing Time. That well, the, the, that's like a that's a fucking sin. Yes, it's a crime. So, but I mean, I, there's definitely people that some outburst became the, the band from that era and that area that will have never listened to this record, and they'd be missing big time. Do you think that on some level you can almost be? Are we? Are what we saying is that you can be too classic? Is that possible? Too classic for a new. Too classic for a new generation. We know that to be true. I don't know. I think. I think my question is. Discovery ends up being something for people, and yeah, people want to be the a, dude that goes. Have you fine, heard this fucking right, thing? Right, and right. Then, and that's and why there's these C and D level bands that are like getting like discovered. I'm like, oh, wait, and, right. and crate digging is fun, and finding something new sure. is fun, right? And I want to team that with the fact that this record was so big and so important for a large swath of people that it almost, its success hurt it because it ceased being a record that people felt like going, oh, hey, you have to hear this. Because there was almost an assumption, of course you've already heard this. Or this was like easy to find. Or I think a big one is 
or you like a new band that you can see in your hometown that is yep. has these elements. Right, it's, it's cool, yeah. And for some reason, even though Sick of It All has toured relentlessly, <laughs> I think that there's something to, you've got your own version of this. I think there's something to it. I think that that's a thing that people think. It's not as good. It's not as good. <laughs> it's like, it's like, but we have Sick of It All, don't, no, you <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't got Sick of It's like, all. it's the cereal on the bottom shelf that doesn't come in a box. Yeah. Just in a bag. So, I don't know. What, what do we think? Why you don't you guys? I I am going DYS Brotherhood. I'm the long yeah, person in this room. Uh, I do think that the Sick of It All record is very good. Okay, um, deserving of the love you both have for it. Uh, I would like our listeners to listen to everything, obviously. Yes, but if you have an idea of what Sick of It All is in in your head, I really would like you to listen to, to this, this. Yeah, with just as though this is a record from the eighties that you're not as familiar with. You know what I mean? And just get, right. erase what you think you know of them yeah. and give this a shot. Not even like it's a shit legacy. No, they no, no. How many songs music. do you have the, the track list up? Let's see. Cause we talked about, I'm like, yo, not a fucking skipping, not a song on here. That, that I don't skip. agree with, but uh, yeah. the blood and the sweat, clobber in time and to pay the price. Incredible. Give respect. Great. Breeders of hate. Breeds of hatred tonight. Come on. Hey. Push too far. Hey. Yep. Uh, Friends like you, which is like an all time. It's a top ten hardware song. All t- it's, I mean, song. honestly, like this is the insult. It's this. The insult is the compliment. Template hardcore. Yes. Right. Template. Right. But when you create the template, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Uh, uh, Bullshit Bush Justice. Justice. Great. Great song. Rat Pack. Rat Pack. Yeah. Not bad. Rat Pack. It's fact, that's a totally fucking, fine. Oh, totally it's fine. Fucking hard, man. Yeah. That's their negative approach song. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Pete's sake. Good song. Great. Uh, that's that's one I could go either way. No, okay. Um, stick together. Okay. Yeah, I we could skip go, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. Too, yeah. Uh, GI Joe headstop. Dude, great. Yeah. Boom, boom, uh, alone. All out, dude. Alone for you guys. Are you both in on alone? Oh, I'm. A, I'm in. Okay. That's a great okay. song. My life. Oh, my life's great. Uh, World full of hate. Great. That's the two-minute song. Two, one of two, two, three. Yeah. Minutes, three one of three, two minutes. Nobody cries and the die and the good to go free in this world. Oh, you know man. what? That song fucking yeah. rips, dude. Come <laughs> yeah, on. That song fucking yeah. rips. Come on. <laughs> fucking great song. Yo, that... Do, do, yeah, okay, like, hold on, hold on. Bob, can you do the drums while he does the vocals, please? No, I please? can't. I can't. I can't, I can't I'm do it fuck justice. It I'm going to fuck it's, it's, it's a perfect part. Yeah. Perfect part. Uh, my Revenge. It's my revenge. My revenge. That's one it's of their bad sick of it all songs. Uh, no labels. No mm. labels, no lies, no front. It's eh. I That's can probably okay. skip that. Yeah. Uh, Disillusion. Great. The deal. Dude. <laughs> First song that came up on the mix, and I was like, <laughs> the energy is bursting off this fucking song. Uh, and Injustice System. Classic. A, a, a legitimate classic. classic. Yeah, just yeah. the system is, yeah. It's the only lyrics inside the record. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's cool. That is cool. Nice. I never got, I, I mailed away from my record, my lyrics, and they never sent them to me. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> and then. I always remember being confused by that because the CD booklet, you know, looking at it and being like, what, why is there only this? Like, yeah, and then it's like, for the rest of the lyrics, send yep, us yep. a self-addressed stamped envelope. 
Yep. So kids, you used to write your name on an envelope and put a, a stamp an on envelope it, in it and, and send, send it to, it to me. And then, I mean, we, if we really wanted to get into the history of this record, then we get into the Born Against. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. We'll save that for another day. That's the, That mean, should be its own episode. We could totally do that. Yeah. I have all the audio files. Oh, that's really Oh, good. man. If we did a fucking annoying play-by-play where we paused it all the time and went like, what do you think they meant to say here? <laughs> is that a chair hitting the... Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, so, they got us football jackets. You want so to say everybody, something about it? Everybody, uh, please, uh, our votes only count so much uh, as to influence or sway you. Um, check out all the records we talked about today. Uh, the extended Sick of It All fandom pack is available via mail order. Send your self-addressed stamped envelopes to Axegrind HQ, uh, and, and you can find our address somewhere on the internet. Have a great night. Send a sh- Hey, uh, good evening. It's Ace of uh, of Richmond. Uh, now predominantly in the Bay. Uh, I uh, I love that you're doing this segment. I go to a lot of shows in general. Um, and uh, love observing, uh, just uh, you know, picking apart the crowd, uh, and uh, you know, kind of uh, sort of analyzing everything. But um, yeah, I went to a gig here recently. I've been to a bunch in, in the couple months that I've uh, lived in the Bay Area. Uh, but went to one recently that was the Decibel Magazine tour, uh, featuring Obituary, Municipal Waste, uh, Enforced, Spirit World. Um, Damn, fuck! I'm missing one. Oh, Gate Creeper, of course. Uh, and uh, it was it was outstanding. Gate Creeper is just well oiled machine. Um, you know, just sounds so good. They've got a great light show going on. They have great sound work. Uh, you know, I, I went to support uh, all those bands, but you know, mainly Enforced and Municipal Waste, being from my hometown, and Enforced uh, sounded great. Doing good. If uh, if you're if the listeners have not checked out Enforced yet, as Maxi Grind does big up Enforced pretty heavily, uh, so I hope that they have. You know, go check out both their full links. Um, Municipal Waste is uh, near and dear to me. It might be a little too goofy for some of the li- listenership, but I grew up with them. Uh, I, I think they have a really outstanding catalog. I mean, I, in my opinion, they have three very solid thrash metal records. Um, be it their first three LPs. So, you know, go check them out. Go see them in a city near you if you can. They put on a great show. Um, they're awesome. Obituary sounded incredible. Uh, you know, like vocals, just impeccable. Guitar tone is awesome. And, you know, coming out of that fucking fin- like Fender, uh, just ripped. Um, it was in uh, the UC Theater in Berkeley here. Um, you know, there was definitely some people that were very dressed up uh, for the occasion. Uh, there was a, a, a lot of flipped brims, which I, I imagine were there for municipal waste. You don't really see that as much as uh, as you used to, but uh, they were in full effect there. Um, you know, some some very some very like well manicured uh, patch vests going on of just you know simply the best uh, in heavy metal patchwork. Uh, it was cool, it, you know. Like crowd was into it. I'm not really sure if it sold out that, but it was very close if it did. I went to a show there recently that that didn't. It's, a, it's about like a 14 to 1500 cap. Um, but yeah, it's cool that you guys are doing this. I'm gonna keep sending in these as I uh, go to gigs a lot, and uh, hope all three of you are well. Hi guys, love the show. Um, I know you already covered on the pit reports 
turnstile in the UK. Uh, but I thought I just wanted to chip in, even if it don't make it on the show. Um, I went to the Leeds one, live up in Leeds, uh, and it was just fucking quality. Um, I've seen Chubby and the gang um, in like 50 cat rooms, and they always kill it, and they were even better at the turnstile show. Um, <clears throat> I think the crowd were mainly there for turnstile, unfortunately, but I, I had a great time with Chubby. The set list was banging. Fantastic energy, good chat in between. Obviously, Chubby himself quite experienced with this, so I'm not surprised there. Um, and turnstile were just unbelievable. Um, the energy was amazing. There wasn't there wasn't really any like anywhere to dance, you know, get your moves on and stuff. It was just like a big push mosh everywhere, but it was sick. Uh, crowd surfing constantly. Uh, there was a barrier up, so it weren't really stage divey, but like Brendan towards the end did his best to get into the crowd with the mic. He was climbing on the uh, the fucking walls and stuff, dropping the mic into the crowd. Uh, it was insane. It's my first time seeing Turnstile. I've had tickets a few times, not been able to make it, so I was buzzing to get there this time. And lived up to the hype. Love all the records. The show were even better. Um, a, lot of, a lot of familiar UK faces there. It was good to see. It wasn't just like new Turnstile fans and stuff. Um, genuinely might be the best gig I've ever been to. Um, and yeah, I, I just can't sum it up any better. I'm, I'm pushing 30 and then like just the the pit as it were has absolutely killed me. I'm still stiff almost a week later, but fucking worth it. Um, yeah, that's, that's it really. Uh, absolutely banging. Can't wait for more US bands to come over here. Uh, looking forward to like one step closer and Fiddlehead later this year. Um, yeah, just like one thing to open back up. Ready for it. Cheers, guys.